Blog Talk Radio. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the Five Stone Network. This is Brother Seth. I want to thank you for your time tonight. I want to thank you for tuning in to another exciting, informative show. If they're not exciting and informative and relevant, we simply don't do shows. It's just as simple. So this is going to be an older show, another uh, pre-recorded show from our archives that you'll be blessed by. I don't put them out there unless they're the very best of the best. Um, this show is going to, um, well, I'll let it be a surprise to you. How about that? But this is from our archives, brothers and sisters, and I really hope you enjoy it. Um, just want to say that uh, I have been really trying to do live shows, but it's been really hard. This, that, and the other keeps coming up. But uh, don't think I've abandoned you. We are definitely going to get back at doing these um, live shows. But in the meantime, just enjoy brothers and sisters that have called into these pre-recorded shows, as well as myself, um, just going over some factual, powerful things that um, score in our world, and have always, as always, uh, solutions to go with those um, challenges. So um, this was done, I guess, in probably about uh, three years ago, something more, and I just remember listening to it um, today and was blessed by it and said, I think this, the people will be best blessed by this show. So, again, I haven't abandoned doing live shows. It's just this that and the other is coming up, and I'll talk more about that in the future. But in the meantime, uh, enjoy this show. I think it's 2 hours and 45 minutes. So here it comes, another blast from the past. And again, I thank you for uh, supporting the show and tuning in every single week, even though your brother is not um, doing his thing live. I uh, just, uh, again, thank you all for tuning in to, um, to hear what is going to be uh, going on over this network. Love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Let me know what you think of this blog uh, by simply emailing me at seth.m.turner at gmail. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Of course, it'll go through everything again.
Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. The just, the righteous, shall live by faith. Their trust in the Most High is going to cause them to act a certain way. You know how a baby is when, yeah, I don't know, I'm sure many of you are parents and you know how your kids are when they're really little and they just do whatever you tell them to do? There's, I mean that little, little age where they just haven't learned to be disobedient yet. And you put them up on a desk and you tell them to jump and they just jump. <laughs> well, even though we're adults, we're supposed to have that childlike faith in our Father. And anything that we go through in this world, that causes us not to have this childlike faith is an enemy that needs to be taken out of our life or out of our minds or out of our sight. We are to have that faith. This is not a pie-in-the-sky, hocus-pocus, spooky-spooky. This is the real, this is as real as it gets. This is the reality this is the reality, I meant to say. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio with your host, Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I just want to thank everybody for stopping by. I know you have um, busy schedules and a, and a life. I would hope to think that anybody listening to me would have a life and that um, would be contributors in society. But thank you for taking out of your busy schedule to stop by and see what Brother Seth is sharing and uh, talking about tonight. I apologize for not having a chat room up. I'm working on it as we speak. I've been having trouble with two computers, you know, two computers I'm trying to hook up with, and neither one of them is getting on this site. So hopefully we'll have that going in a little bit. But in the meantime, how are you? I know y'all can't respond back, but I just want you to know that I really wish you well. I really wish you well. Um, as I say so often, we don't get paid to do these blogs, okay? You have to care about people or be trying to push your name. But blog talk isn't the place to be if you're trying to build your name and trying to go. I mean, it's just so many more things you can do to uh Reach the kind of popularity and that the world um, will reward. So we do this, we teach, we share our experiences in life just because we know people are listening and a lot of times they'll go and they'll apply the things that you are suggesting and, and them to do and they'll be blessed. It's just that simple. It's a win win situation. We're not asking for any money. Well, I know I'm not. It's always good if people want to bless you, but I for sure don't do it for the money. So I just want to thank everybody again for your time, and I, and I value your life. I know some of y'all say, move on, let's talk about the subject. But I'm very serious. I'm very serious. I want you to know that Brother Seth does these blogs because he is really, really trying to get out the truths that he have experienced that have been a blessing in his life. Anything that I'm not sure about that that really didn't bless me but that brought problems, I don't share that stuff. 
Anything I'm not 100% sure about, I try not to share over this air. I'm not saying I 100% have been successful, but most of the time I'm sharing things that I know for a fact that have been a blessing, just like the topic tonight. You know, I've been saying this over and over and over. We've actually done a show in the past about spiritual warfare. We've talked about, I've talked about personal experiences with demons, with different spirits, or or shall we say angels, both fallen and not fallen. I've had experiences, and nobody, at the end of the day, you are what you have experienced. I mean, nobody can take your experiences away, in other words. Nobody can take your experiences away. You listen to me right now. The things that you know for certain, can anybody take those things away? That's all I'm saying. What you know, you know. What you have, you have. What you can do, you can do. Nobody can take that away from you. That's your that's 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 your life. We are. We are who the most high, most high say we are. That's when it all said and done. We we are truly what the most high say we are. Whoever he say we are, that's our true identity. All these things we go through in life is all these guessing games and people feeling like they are their job or they are their career or they are their fame and you know everybody's treating them like they're gods. Some people, but in 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 the real sense, as as real as we can get, we only are we are what the Most High say we are, and then we can do we we can do more than what we think. Our accomplishments and awards and all the things we've experienced, it has absolutely very little to do with the real us. Our feats that we have accomplished on this this planet is nothing compared to the true value. Do you really think Bill Gates is worth $20 billion or whatever? Bill Gates probably have lost more billions than he has made. If he if you let him tell it, go tell Bill Gates, ask him he, if he's worth twenty, thirty billion. You'll insult the man. He feel like he's worth far more than that. We are not what we owe. We are not what we wear. We are not where we live. We are not what we do for a living. I don't care how great those things may be. So, Brother Seth, tonight, just want to have a little fireside chat, if you will, with the saints. And with those that call themselves followers of the Most High, they may not like the word saints, but you find yourself a seeker of truth. This is for you tonight. Tonight's show is for you. I want to talk about frustration. I want to talk about people that are out here and uh, are hearing what's going on. And they're getting depressed. There's a lot of fighting, people hating each other, hating white people, hating black people, hating the Democrats, hating the Republicans, hating the rich, hating the poor, blaming the poor, blaming the rich, blaming the Democrats, blaming the Republicans, 
blaming some your previous husband or previous wife, blaming, blaming, blaming. Angry, angry, angry. There are a lot of people in that boat. I'm going to say that again. There are a lot of people in that boat. So tonight, tonight, Brother Seth is going to devote the next two hours to exposing the true enemy. Talk about real warfare and who really is the enemy. Who should we be upset with? Who should we be angry with? Where should we fight? Who should we fight? When should we fight? How should we fight? That's a lot. Obviously, I'm not going to answer every single one of those questions to every single person's liking, but I'm going to share what things have worked for me. That's all I have. That's all you have. All you have, listener, is what has worked for you. So, I owe you that, and I give it to you freely. But before we get into that, I just want to go ahead and um, remind everybody, those of you who have a phone number and you do not have, you're not on the Internet, we are at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the number five underscore smooth underscore stones www.blogtalkradio slash five underscore smooth underscore stones once you get to the page I need y'all to do a couple things for us number one there is a link to a very new website we have it's brand new you go ahead now and become members you're going to be some of the first members we got we're not really pushing this thing like we're going to in the near future because we're about to make some changes we um, possibly is going to be moving from Block Talk Radio. We're tired of losing calls and people saying they can't get back on the line once they, you know, just a lot of issues. We're about to go to a network that can hold a lot more than these little few 50 calls that they allow us, along with a different chat room and everything. So it's very important that you go to the website, www5, not the number 5, at the website, you're going to type in the word five. Blog talk, you're going to type in the number five. Okay, don't get it mixed up. Website is F-I-V-E, five, smooth, stones, dot webs, that's W-E-B-S, webs, dot com. Five, smooth, stones, dot webs, dot com. Go there. Join. You have to be a member to Take advantage of the audios and the videos. And, again, y'all, I'm working on this website. I'm telling y'all I'm having trouble. I don't know if it's just me. I'm having trouble getting on Blog Talk Radio. This is one of the reasons we're moving. We're moving. We're moving on. Okay? So I'm going to share everybody where that's going to be and the new phone number you need to call and everything in the near future. Near future. So we're moving on up. Moving on sideways or moving whatever direction you want to call it, but we definitely moving because this is just unacceptable, especially when you're paying money every month. So anyway, 
I just want to um, encourage y'all to go to the website, become a member. We have videos, a lot of videos. Y'all need to see the videos I posted that back up everything that we talk about. As you know, we talk about five topics, which is the five smooth stones, five topics, five subjects. Those five subjects are covered in video on the website. And I'm, I'm, it's, I'm the construction, so just work with me because it's going to take a little Take a while for me to get all of them. Eventually, I want over a hundred of, of, of videos in each. I just say a hundred. I picked that number, but I want a lot. I want enough to keep everyone learning for a long time. So we're gonna put videos to to, to uh, address all five of these topics. And as you know, these topics is nothing more than answers that the Most High gave me for five questions. Five questions that I asked him in 1988 at the Southwest. I believe this convention out of frustration with dealing with racism in the church. It brought me to my knees to really cry out for five answers, five answers. And so those five answers are the five smooth stones. Again, at this website, we're addressing all those answers by way of video and also photos. So there will be other members that's going to be sharing photos and, and uh, videos as well. Documents also can be shared and I'll put up on the site, and uh, just a lot of different things we're going to be doing on the site. Blogs, you know, uh, can be put up on the site, are up on the site. I know at least one. Um, and uh, also podcast audio is also up on the site right now as we speak. Songs up on the site as we speak. So these are the kind of things we're offering at this site, not to mention, uh, like I said earlier, well, to mention, like I said earlier, to remind you also, that we're going to be uh, going to this multi-line thing and switching up from blog talk, okay? So, anyway, I'm still waiting on my computer to connect to the uh, chat room, so if y'all listening, bear with me. It should be about a few seconds. i got two different computers going on. As you know, I always do this with I always do my blog with two computers because I have so much trouble staying connected with blog talk, so... Anyway, I don't know if they hate no, or they're just inferior products or what, but um, look for the change. Look for the change. So let's go ahead and talk. Let's start off our conversation with a prayer. I, I've kind of gotten away from praying because I don't want people to think I'm being super spiritual. But, I mean, this ain't no joke, folks. What we're talking about tonight ain't no joke. If y'all want some light, somebody talking about sports, somebody talking about the celebrities, go to another blog. It's just that simple. This blog, we're serious. We want to know about spiritual warfare. We want to know what's really going on in our, in our world. We want to be uh, responsible people on this planet. We want to live our lives in a way that's going to bring glory and, and, and adoration to the the, to the Messiah, to the King, and, and to definitely, first and foremost, to the Father. So we want Yahweh, Yah, Yahweh, all these various names the Most High is known for, to get his due, to get his credit, to get his proper praise, which is the highest praise. And we also want to be thankful and respectful to the Messiah for coming and dying and following through the plan that the Most High had for him and dying for our sins and taking away our sins, that man may have a direct access to the Father, okay? This is what we believe. This is what we advocate, and we have much, much proof to back up what we're saying. We're not saying the Bible is perfect. We understand that. So I just left one blog earlier. I listened to a blog earlier, and they had no respect for the Bible. You know, I don't know why we lose our mind. I always try to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We cannot throw out the Bible. 
That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That people hear a little bit about Egypt, mostly Egyptologists, the people that's learning about uh, Kemet. You know, they just start to learn some truths. And once they see they really have something, they have a tendency to throw out everything they learned before. And you can't do that. You've got to, as you go along in life and learn stuff, implement it, implement it, implement it, you know. But there are too many people out here, billions, that claim they have a personal relationship with the Most High. All these people can't be insane. So never, ever, my friend, throw out all of the book. I know there's books missing. I'm not stupid. I know what the Bible says. I know the book of Jasher is missing. I know the book of the Annals of the King is missing and many other books that the Bible itself says it has and we can't find. But that don't negate the things that's inside of that book that have been that have brought much peace and and and, 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 and uh, harmony and, and balance and, and healing to the masses of mankind. So I will never ever turn my back on the Most High, nor His Word. I know His Word has been tampered with by man, but as Christ said, man shall live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Most High. And while we're at it. A lot of you Egyptologists, you need to understand that there is many divisions in your ranks on your so-called belief system. There are many dis, um, misunderstandings about the Metuneta and the uh, how 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 um, anything. Um, uh, the words I'm trying to think of. Anyway, I'm a little bit tired. I must tell them off for myself, but I am yet going to do this blog. Hieroglyphics is what I was trying to think of. But there's many misunderstandings, uh, disagreements on what is being said. So um, then you have a lot of people that acknowledge Egypt, and they still believe in the Messiah. So <laughs> go figure. You know, I think we all need to just be like Romans 2 talks about. Romans 2, Romans 2 talks about how there are Gentiles that do not know about Israel's Elohim or Israel's God, and yet they by their conscience, somebody don't hear me, by their conscience they follow the law of the Most High. They follow the law of the Most High by their conscience. And he goes on to say, that by their conscience, they will be delivered. They will be as righteous as Israel, who have the law. These have it not a law, but have it written in their hearts. That is higher learning, my friend. So while we talking about what we believe and this person having this law and whether or not the Bibles are right and all has been tampered with. Here the Bible says out of its own, out of its own pages that people will be judged by their conscience. And I know we all got a conscience, and nobody's tampered with our conscience because that's our conscience. I mean, that's the spirit. It can tamper with our, you know, our intellect to some degree, but I mean, all I'm saying is that part of us, the spirit part of us, that God part of us, that part that's like the most high, 
that deep spirit side of us, that's what we're talking about when we say the conscious. That thing is what we're going to be judged by. When we stay true to that, we keep the laws according to Romans 2. It goes on to say that if, if these Gentiles who don't even have the law follow their conscience, they keep the law that the Israelites are not doing who have the law. Man, don't get me started on this. So all I'm saying is we can argue all day long about religion and Bibles and who's right and who's wrong. I know Christianity is polluted with lies. I know that. I know that from the images of Christ to the tampering of the of the very name of the Messiah. I mean, I know, I know, I've heard, I've seen, I've studied, but I just still say, when you find a lie, just take the truth, swallow the truth, spit the lie out, and keep going. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with studying Egyptology, learning what our people have done thousands and thousands of years ago. But I think in the end, we need to always remember all this stuff has been tampered with. And this is why I say stay true to your conscience. Stay true to who you are. Stay true to what you feel deep inside your spirit that the Most High is calling you to. I don't know what's going on with these computers. I have a laptop and a desktop. They are not on the same. Uh, uh, they don't get to the Internet the same way. And, folks, I'm having trouble. So I am going to try one more thing. And uh, we'll just keep keep swinging. But in the meantime, I'm just going to go ahead and go over what I was going to share. I have several scriptures to share. And I'm not meaning to really turn this into a Bible study per se. Um. I'm just trying to, uh, but it always is a Bible study. When I when I when I grab the mic, it's always a Bible study, because everything turns back, comes back full circle to the scriptures. I don't care how much we try to get away with our philosophizing. So anyway, uh, I apologize to chat to those. I know some of y'all love to chat. And that's where we get a lot of our questions and comments at. And then we got those on the phone lines that I can't even see because I'm not even able to connect, so I apologize. But I promise you, it's not on Brother Seth end. I'm trying, 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 two different computers. So maybe nobody can get on Blog Talk right now, but I know that I'm streaming. I know y'all can hear me at least on the phone lines. So we'll just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, and maybe we won't have a chat room. Maybe maybe it's the most high world. I just do this thing just. Straight from my heart, okay, without anybody influencing, because right now that's exactly where I'm at. So, anyway, the conscious Romans two. Check out Romans two. It uh, it really is a very good reading about how that we are controlled. We're going to be judged by our conscience. I mean, uh, excuse me, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say there are people. That's going to be judged by their conscience, and talking about the Gentiles, how that it was comparing Israel to the Gentiles, and it was saying, if the Gentiles, those who don't have no law, 
They don't know the commandments. They don't know the. Or they don't know anything. They just people that they've gotten away from. Cause you know, everybody come from Noah, um, but some kind of way, the sons of Ham or the sons of Shem or sons of Japheth or Japheth have strayed away and got away from the ancient teachings. And so they begin to start doing all kind of things, uh, degrading themselves, degrading their women, degrading their children, degrading their planet. And so the Most High resurrected a nation out of Abraham and began to give his laws to them. And these people became a great people. Um, anyway, uh, just looking at Romans 2 here. Talking about the conscience But anyway the Most High raised up these uh, uh, Israelites And gave them his commandments But there was other people that didn't have The laws like I was saying earlier And the Most High was talking to them Through Paul Apostle Paul in Romans 2 And he was talking about being a Jew uh, The value of being a Jew What value does it have The natural Jew It's talking about the values in the spiritual Jew Those that Seek the most high from their heart And not so much all any of these laws And so forth So he goes on to say That these Gentiles Can Please The most high Not having the law Let me read this to you real quick Some of y'all on this tip Until I get this computer up This is all I have to go on Just the scriptures right here I'm reading a, a physical bible Since I can't I'm getting my computers but anyway, it goes on to say, this is Romans 2, I'll just read the, um, I'll start at verse, uh, how about verse 17, 2 and 17, Romans 2 and 17. Check this out. This is some interesting reading. And then we'll talk about spiritual warfare. But right now I want to talk about people that's going to make it in on their conscience, just following their conscience, obeying their conscience, staying true to their conscience. I'm trying to show you how the scripture advocates that they have the law written on their hearts and can get in a better position than those Israelites that have the physical law and that know of the the the, the Elohim or the God of Israel. Here these Israelites have seen the the, the Red Sea opened up and they walked and seen the miracles, but yet the Gentiles who have not been privy to seeing the Most High so close up can please the Most High by following their conscience. Check this out. Again, Romans 2 and 17. Make sure I got the... Because my wife sometimes switch up on these versions, and you know what? That's exactly what she did. I'm so glad I looked. Because I'm holding the NIV, and I strongly recommend to all people to throw the NIV out the door, out the window. And the New King James Version Bible, to find you some matches and burn that up. I'm sorry. I know you're saying burn up a translation, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Because these folks is meant on racism. That's a whole other Bible study. Burn it up. Don't even give it to nobody. Burn them up. NIV, New King James Version Bibles. They don't open. They, 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 it's been proven 
I mean, it's been proven. So anyway, I've switched Bibles here. I know y'all probably saying, well, see, but that's that's not the most high doing. That's, that's these wicked people. Anyway, 17, behold, thou art called a Jew and resteth in the law and makest thou boast of most high. I say the most high instead of God. God wasn't his name. It's too close to dog, as people are, as people very well put it. And knoweth his will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law. And art confident that thou thyself art God of the blind, a light to them which are in darkness. Verse 20. This is talking about the the so-called Jew, how just their state. Check this out. An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law. All these things does a person have. Watch this. Thou therefore which teaches another, thou, uh, excuse me, these things we're reading is what, they claim to have, I should say. Thou that teacheth, thou therefore which teacheth another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not still do as thou still? Verse 22. Thou that said a man should not commit adultery, doest thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorreth idols, doest thou commit sacrilege? Verse 23. We get to the point I was going to make. I was making earlier. This is important. Watch this. I'm talking about people that are going to be judged and that's going to please the Most High by their conscience. They don't know nothing about no Bible, no gospel, no Christ, no no nothing. Romans two talks about these people learning about the Most High just from looking at nature. Nature even preaches that there is. A being, a higher being. Watch this, verse twenty-three. Thou that makest thou boast of the law, through breaking of the law dishonoreth thou the Most High. Verse twenty-four. For the name of the Most High is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, and it is writ as it is written. I'm saying, read it again. For the name of the Most High is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. In other words, through their behavior, Gentiles, some of them, are blaspheming the Most High by watching his followers. In other words, the followers are such poor examples of the Most High. From looking at his representative, like a lot of these folks in these churches, People that don't know anything about the church dishonor the Most High by looking at His people because they're not presenting the Most High in the right light. Watch this, verse 25. For circumcision verily profiteth if thou keep the law, but if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Did you hear that? So a man having his penis 
foreskin cut off. I'm just keeping it real. That's what it's saying. That's what circumcision is. It says, for verily, it says, for circumcision, verily profited. It's a good thing if you keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, then the circumcision is made uncircumcision. So you getting circumcised but not keeping the law, it's as though you're not circumcised. Golly. Verse 26. Therefore, if the uncircumcision, talking about the Gentiles, therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, that's those that don't cut their penises for skin, Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not the uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Go figure that one. Here's somebody that's not involved in the practice of circumcision, like the Gentiles. They don't know about that cut no foreskin. They don't cut nothing. But if they keep the law, it is as though they've got their foreskin cut and they're keeping the laws of the Most High. Watch this. This is deep. Verse 27, here we go. This is my point. Stay with me. Stay with me. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law. Okay, hold on. I can go online here. I just got... It must have been something in the in the area because both of my computers just went up at the same time. So let me just quickly uh, open up the chat room, and then we'll finish reading. I apologize again, but both computers just went up. So I don't know. I just think there's something in our area. This is something, though. This is really something. I, I'm so glad I'm reading this. Every time I read it, it just does something for me. Okay. And for... All right. So the chat will be open in less than, we'll say, in about a minute, one minute. So again, y'all give me a second here. I apologize. Okay. So tonight, again, we're talking about, just so everybody be on the same page, we want everybody on the same page, we're talking about spiritual warfare. We're talking about Really what is going on What is really going on in our society We have so many People That Is Just Blaming everybody For everything and I'm not going to get I'm not having lost my train of thought With regards to Romans 2 But so many people Is blaming The white man on Blog talk radio for sure me among other places That it ain't even funny They really think that these people From Europe is the problem with the world Because They don't understand <laughs> That the Most Said he would use the people From Europe Jeremiah 1 talks about The Most saying that he is going to Open up it, it says in Jeremiah 1 that the Most High is going to send and he uses the word all, A-L-L, all the nations of the north. 
is supposed to come down to Jerusalem and to take it. This is in the Bible. How folks running around here claiming to be dealing with the enemy, to to be wise people and claiming to know all these secrets and people that can study in the, the pyramids and Egyptology, and I'm not picking on them because the saints is worse. These folks in the church that's deep and getting all these mysteries, how people can walk around and blame white people, a people that you work with, marry, neighbor with, as the enemy. Hold them as your number one enemy. Hold them as your number one problem. How can you do it? I mean, are we talking about the same people? I don't care if they do have money. Are we talking about the same people? Are you seeing what? It's just no way in the world these people can be that powerful. There's no way in the world they can be that powerful. So anyway, the chat room is open for those of you that um, is uh, on your computers. So you're more than welcome to comment as well as uh, ask questions. Those on the phone lines, if you put, if you would press one, I'll be able to open up the phone lines and you can speak. I apologize for the delay; it was out of my control. But anyway, let me finish reading uh, verse 27, 28, 29, and we'll talk about uh, spiritual warfare. What's really going on in our world? How we're supposed to look at it? Because it's a very frustrating time for many people, and. Uh, we hear the news about the dollar falling, this and that and the other. There's so much going on, and we know for a fact this stuff ain't all a bunch of hoax. This is some real stuff. Anytime you get profits, like I said earlier, anytime you get profits, scientists and economists all saying the same thing, oh, yes, yeah, something is about to jump off. It's just that simple. So anyway, we're talking about uh, those of you that blame the white man. Those of you that also teach that you teach that uh, the Bible is not a righteous book, or it's got you know it can't be trusted, or you teach that you know the whole Egyptology thing is the way to go, and you just swear by Egypt or Kemet. Or Africa, or whatever name that the continent was known before Africa. I, I'm, I, I, know, I understand that it is known by various names. You have issues with the church. You have issues with preachers. You have issues with Christianity, which you should. And everybody should have issues with Christianity. It's much bloodshed and many people's lives that it has um, just crippled. So I'm with you on that. But, but. Having said that, but you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Okay, you cannot throw out the baby with the bathwater. Folks, I'm telling y'all, listen to your brother. I'm familiar with a lot of these teachings. I don't know everything about it. I'm not going to swear to be a uh, as walk crazy or 
uh, Dr. Ben or Ivan Van Sertima or any of these scholars. I'm not going to go there. I'm not them. But I can promise you one thing. Nobody can take away things that you know for sure, the things that you experience. Nobody can take away, you know, when the Most High blesses you and you experience miracles that even you can't explain and that everybody sees the obvious miracle. What 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 can what else do we have other than our experiences? When we go through things and we learn our lessons and we, we truly learn our lessons and once we learn that lesson we begin to apply the solution and it always works for us every time. What can we do? I mean what can we do if our faith pulls us up and I don't mean some uh, welfare, some uh, fearful, uh, some some made-up doctrine. I'm talking about showing a strong belief system that deliver us. I think I'm getting a little bit off. Let me get back to what I was saying here. Verse 27 of Romans uh, 2, we're talking about how people are going to be justified by their conscience. Justified by their conscience The Most High is talking about how the Gentiles That do not have the law Was justified or made righteous By their conscience They don't have no law They don't know about Christ They don't know about the Bible They don't know about no holy books But yet they please the Most High So when we start talking about all this Egyptology versus Christianity Versus Muslim versus Hindu And all this stuff Her is right here in the book where somebody did not know the gospel, didn't know who Christ was, didn't know what the laws was, didn't know what the Leviticus, nothing. They didn't know anything about no Leviticus process, Levitical process. But watch what happened. Let's check, out, let's check out verse 27. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfilled the law, judge thee, let me back up. It's talking about the Gentiles here when it says uncircumcision. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfills the law, judge thee. Or in other words, want to make you look bad? One more time. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it if it if I can't get saved, what is wrong with my tongue tonight? One more time. And shall not uncircumcision the Gentiles, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and and circumcision doest transgress the law. One more time, the whole thing. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee. Who by the letter and circumcision doest transgress the law? So here the so-called Jews were. They had the letter and they were circumcised, but they was not keeping the law from their heart. And then the Gentiles come along and they they're true to their conscience. They don't have no law. They don't have no concept of this. This, I mean, uh, they don't have nothing written about this. 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 This Elohim. This being. This, this God, if you will, okay? But yet, by their conscience, they please the Most High. Watch this. 28. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, 
Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. What? It's saying that whoever is a Jew is not one outward. It's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's what a lot of people, these so-called Hebrew Israelites, don't understand. The Most High never going to just be interested in Israel because of their natural color. I don't care if they are black. I claim to be an Israelite. For sure I am by blood. I believe that. But the Most High is not interested in that exclusively. He is interested in those that please him from the heart. Again, here is some uh, Gentile that is not circumcised, meaning their penis is not, the foreskin is not cut, but they please the Most High. And they, by their conscience, keep the law which they never heard of. They just, by their conscience, they follow their conscience. Do what's right. Don't destroy the earth. Don't, don't do harm to their brother and sister. But yet the so-called Jews have the law. They know the Most High name. They know what he has told his foreparents. So they have all of the written oracles, the traditional or, oracles of, uh, 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 Passed down by mouth, verbal, or traditions, as they call it. But yet, their heart does not obey the law of the Most High. And it goes on to say how the Most High favored them. Listen to that. But he that is, he is a Jew, which is worn inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. So even though you did some, do something to your penis, to fulfill what the law has commanded Israel to do, their you know their sons were to have the foreskin cut. Y'all know that whole whole ritual. It says circumcision is that of the heart. Yeah, you do that to the penis. Yes, you do that. You're supposed to do it, but you don't just do it for the sake of just doing it. You're supposed to do it physically, kind of like baptism. You do it physically, but it represents what's already in your heart. So if it's not in your heart, don't need you cut nothing, don't need you going down that water. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God, or of the Most High. Folks, I had to read that to you because there are so many debates and argues, argument over the law, who's righteous, uh, is the is is this generation? I mean, is is the Muslims right? Is the Hindu right? Now, Christians, they I don't think the average Christian know what I just read. I promise you, your pastor probably don't know what I just read. Do you have any idea what second, what Romans two verses seventeen, or more specifically verses twenty six through twenty nine is saying? It is saying that there are people that's going to make it. In based upon their conscience And there's so many preachers I know That are saying If you don't know Jesus You ain't going to make it What they don't understand is Jesus is not that name I'm not talking about the Hebrew name right now That's not what I'm talking about The name of Jesus Or the name The name Is the character Name means character And authority the word name, when you call somebody something, you see somebody, you're trying to call them, 
Yeah, that that you utter out of your mouth, that's a very small part of their name. Their name, the word N-A-M-E means character and authority. According to the Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew rendering, the Hebrew definition for the word N-A-M-E, name, means one's character and authority. One's character and one authority. Remember in the New Testament when the disciples got in trouble and they was chewing them out, they said, didn't we tell y'all not to be preaching this stuff? They said, didn't we tell y'all not to be preaching in this man's name? Didn't we tell you not to be preaching in his name? How can you preach in somebody's name? Was they ending everything they say with in Jesus' name we pray? How do you preach in somebody's name? Do you end the sermon with, in his name I pray? That's not what they meant. The disciples was preaching about Christ and what he came to do. And they preached with his authority and they preached his character, with his character. That's to preach in his name. To go in one's name means to just use their character and their authority. You act as though you're them. That's why we've been given the name. The Bible talks about how that we've been given the name. We have the name. We have the we are supposed to live our life in the name of the Messiah. Okay? Now watch this folks, it's gonna be deep. So we've talked about how there's all these arguments about who's right, who's wrong. And I wanna switch gears and go into the main comment, the main uh subject tonight, and that is Spiritual warfare. I'm hearing a lot of talk on just Facebook, blog talk, MySpace, YouTube, Yahoo, Google, at work, at home, the churches I may visit, uh, you know, when I go. Just everywhere I'm hearing all of this talk about who the problem is. White man is the problem. Democrats is the problem. The Republicans for sure is the problem. Uh, you know, the rich is the problem. It would be all right if we didn't have these poor folks that's welfare, all these welfare moms and dads and lack of dads and, you know, just people have no clue, seem like, who the real enemy is. And I just want to share, maybe somebody listening tonight will get what I'm saying. Folks, one of the first things I tell one of the things I tell my son is one of the first signs of being a man, I believe, is knowing who your enemies are versus who your friends are. I tell my son all the time, you don't know your enemies from your friends. His name is Josiah, and I'll tell you, Josiah, when you know the difference between your enemies and your friend, I will recognize you as a man. And yes, he's a young man. I'm not gonna say I don't. I don't say I will recognize him as a man, but I will recognize him as a mature man. Is what I'm saying. Don't ever demand your your sons. You know, black men gotta fight enough just to be a man. Everybody wants to take away the black man's manhood. If you're a man, you do this. Anyway, so. About this warfare, this warfare, I, I got some scriptures I want to share with y'all, and this is going to blow y'all away. Y'all got to take your pen out because I'm going to be quoting this stuff so fast. I don't want to 
slow down. So y'all just got to write fast is all I can say. We spent enough time waiting this computer to come up, and I got to make up for some of this time. So I'm going to talk a little bit fast, okay? But first of all, if you don't already know, write down Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6. It's the most quoted chapter with regards to spiritual warfare, what is really going on on the planet. People got to understand all these wars we see starts out in the spiritual realm. Let me show you how powerful the spiritual realm is just for a second. I want everybody to think about, look around right now, the room you're in. Everything you can see with your eyes right now, this is going to give you just a a little glimpse of how powerful this rim is. Everything that you can see with your eyes or smell with your nose or feel with your hand, everything touching your body right now if you sit on a couch or a chair, everything touching your body was a thought. It was a thought first. Everything touching your body was a thought first. A thought, a thought is from the spiritual realm. It's intangible. It's not your brain. People say, well, it's your brain. But what's been, what motivates the brain? It's thought. Everything. So let's subtract everything from your world right now that does not originate I mean, that does originate in the spiritual realm. Anything that does originate in the spiritual realm, I want to right now subtract from your from your life. Right now, you'd be sitting on dirt, on dirt. That's where you would end up. If I subtracted everything from you right now that come from the spiritual realm, that come from just the thought world, You'd be right now landed on some dirt. Whatever dirt is up under your house, apartment, or wherever you live, condo, you'd be sitting on that dirt right now. All you would see, remember I subtracted everything from your world that come from the spiritual realm. All you would see right now is trees and birds and stuff like that, just nature. You'd be back 100% to nature. However... Even nature itself was commanded by the Most High out of nothing. It was a thought in his head. He said, and let there be, bam, and let there be a firmament of, bam, and let there be, bam. So all these animals, trees, even dirt itself was first a thought too. If I subtract that from your world, you just be floating somewhere in the galaxy. Now, if that don't prove stronger and stronger. Somebody got a question or a comment, Erico seven two zero eight six three. Go right ahead with your comment or question, please. Yeah, 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 I love the show tonight. I think you're really thinking outside the box. One thing I wanted to address with the whole thought experiment is that 
we don't even know that we can't take it further since we're not even fully aware of how our mind completely works or all of our thoughts. An example would be one has dreams that they don't understand or can't explain, but they're still originating from the brain. We don't even know, as a matter of fact, that uh, during our own creation process, you know, i.e. in the womb, we don't know that the the mom's brain is not analyzing genetic code or something and in control of that as well. So we don't even know that we didn't begin with, with thought during the, the conception process. Well, well, hold on a second. Now, when you say this began with the brain, I, I couldn't hear nothing past that. Did I hear you say that didn't begin with the brain? This and that, that didn't, didn't begin, with, begin the with the brain. You I'm, I'm saying we don't. No, no. What I'm saying is that since we can't even like fully access all parts of our brain on a conscious level, and dreams would be a good example of that, you know, or, or some emotions and stuff that we can't rationally explain or fully understand. That means that there's part of the brain that's like active that we don't have consciousness over consciousness as uh, me and you were having in this conversation. Uh, so what I'm saying is that we don't, we can't necessarily rule out the fact that the, uh, the mom's brain or even the uh, biological father or uh, once the brain is created for the child, we can't rule out the fact that that, that the creation of that kid is, is also a, uh, a thought process or a brain process. Well, I mean, I think you can speak for yourself on that, and I probably should speak for myself too. But I guess what I'm what I'm saying is this: Say, who am I speaking with again? You have to give me your real name. Just give me a name you want me to call. Mister Politics. Mister Politics, I remember you, Denver, right? Yeah, Colorado, yeah, somewhere. Anyway, Mister Politics, I appreciate you calling. You always bring some. Uh, uh, strong thought with you And I appreciate that and respect that Greatly I would like to say it like this I hear what you're saying And I respect what you're saying tremendously The one thing I, I, I Like to look at is People's testimonies I don't rule out people People are very important You just told me something You just shared an experience Who's to say the next caller's experience Is any less than yours Well we should listen to you. Well, I don't well, know that it's even an experience. It's just well, more of a, a thought experiment, you know. Like, I think that the thought experiment you went down, and I think that it's, you know, I think it's logically true, is that really our, our environment, uh, even if you take it to the steps you took it through, our entire environment is created out of the world of thought, you know. So everything fabricated, whether it be that couch you're sitting on or the house you're in or anything, it's it all comes out of the realm of thought. Somebody has to think it before it's created, and then it's manifested, you know, the hands of somebody or however you want to describe that process, it's it's there to begin with. I, and I, I was just taking that a step further, but I think that's worth thinking about because even the step you took it to, there would just be a bunch of naked people on the ground, even clothing, you know, comes out of the thought realm. So, like, we'd really right. be stripped down to our simplest selves without that thought being present, you know. Right, right. And so you kind of, you proving my point. We're on the same wavelength. So what I'm saying, though, you can't, you don't think, uh, Mr. Politics, you don't think that everything, my, my argument tonight is 
everything comes from the spiritual realm. And while there is a one world government, a new world order, while there is skull and bones, while there is uh, genocide, eugenics, while there is serious things that's about to happen on the economic level in this country, and there's a lot of people to hate. I mean, a lot of people that you would be tempted to hate, the Democrats, the blacks, the whites, the rich, the poor, uh, the ignorant, the, the smart people. I mean, it's all kind of hating going on. I just Oh, absolutely. Tonight, well, I wanted to do this show to let people know that there is an entire different realm, and I want to introduce some fights and a conquest, or conquests, if that's a fact in this plural word, I want to talk about some wars that people ain't even thought of that's going on. I don't think no war that exists on our realm is even the real war. The real war would fry the mind, not fry the mind, but it would really blow a lot of people's mind. Just what the the, the little 66 books called the scriptures, what how it interprets what happens in our world? I know you. If I remember you, a couple of weeks ago you said I, something to the effect of why do you rely so heavy on scripture, something like that. I think, and you can defend what you said. But I always go back to the Bible because to me, it is a book I know of flaws. I know that. I'm familiar with King James. I'm familiar with the things that happen around the. The completion of the Bible and so forth, books missing and all that, but it addresses things that no other books can touch. And you just can't throw out that book just because it's missing the book of Jasher. So all I'm saying is it talks about spiritual warfare, like when Daniel was waiting on a word that was going to free Israel. That word was important. And it was so important that the messengers, because then messengers brought message, messages came by angels. And these yeah, angels... I, I, yeah, I don't think I said that, like why you asked the question, why you rely so heavily on scriptures. Um, I mean, I'm not like a believer, but not for a moment would I uh, say, you know, throughout the Bible or anything, because I think that... There's too much that's well thought out uh, as far as provoking thought and discussing the origins of, say, morality or universal morality and th- things. Questions like that probably wouldn't be brought up repeatedly throughout time if it weren't for things like the Bible and the Quran and other holy texts where people do take the time to have real philosophical thought, you know. And so the origins of it, uh, that can be debated back and forth. But that doesn't uh, that doesn't remove the importance of of said document. So I think that, uh, yeah. and that's actually a friend of mine and me. We're talking about this tonight. Um, you know, I told him that I don't see a point to like being agnostic or atheist because you're making the same argument without you know a satisfactory truth at the end. You know, like you're you're still believing that you can prove something when you can't, you know, if you're like atheist, for instance, you know, you're saying that I can prove there's no God, even though you can't go past the door to find the evidence. So I think that that's just as ridiculous. And we were talking about like militant atheists that go around and blame. And you, you touched on this a little bit earlier, which reminded me of it, but 
you know, you got militant atheists that go around and attack and say, well, the church has killed all these people. The church has done all these bad things. And somebody who's said member of church is going to make the same rebuttal nullifying the argument. Yeah, maybe the church did these things, but look at all the good things the church did. The church may have saved parts of Europe or the church may have, you know, uh, ended starvation in an area or the church, you know, look at even the Catholic church who I particularly like, I mean, they created a lot of science. There is a lot of academic academia that came out of there. So, you know, both, both arguments nullify each other. I think that's where you take a step back and pick a different battle rather than a, a battle that leads to no, you know, satisfactory answer. Right. What are you, let me ask you this, and then I'm going to go ahead and, and get into the presentation now, because i got a serious presentation here, and it's going to blow some people's mind. I mean, what Yeah, I, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to interrupt well, I, that. No, because, I'm going uh, to kind of give you a little, good show. I'm going to give you a little sample of it. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm bring up one presentation right now, one part of it, and I want you to tell me, just out of your mind, what you think of what I'm about to say. Christ, when he was talking with his disciples, said, okay, he's been, he was just sharing with them, sharing with them, sharing with them. Then all of a sudden he goes like this, he says, from henceforth I'm not going to say much because the God of this world comes and he has nothing inside of me. From henceforth I'm not going to say much because the God of this world cometh. And I'm not, he says, I'm not going to say much because he has nothing inside of me. I'll go over the scriptures where that's found in a little bit, but right now I just wanted to throw out that to you. That here was the son of the Most High, according to scriptures, walking the earth, a powerful being. But he tells his disciples, I'm not going to verbally say much to you because the God of this world coming, and he basically don't know what I'm thinking. In other words, he's saying if I go to run and talking, he's going to know my fears or my whatever, whatever I have. He's going to know. He's going to know. He said he don't have nothing in me, which means he don't know nothing about me. Now, that's to me spiritual warfare right there. That's just that's like one on one right there. Bam! A lot of people just misread right over there to keep going. The the evil spirits. I believe our planet is full of. Spirits that do not have bodies. All spirits have one goal, and that is to occupy body. Do you follow me so far, Mr. Politics? I do, yep. Okay, so you believe that there are people that live, you can't call them people because they don't have a body, but there are beings that exist on our planet, possibly in the room you're in now or in the room I'm in now. They just don't have bodies. They they are aware of me. I'm and if I'm alert, I could be aware of them. But there are we are mingling with spirits all the time. Okay, you follow me again there. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yep. I want to make sure you follow me because I'm gonna build a little something. Then I'm gonna put you on the whole the presentation. So you believe that there are beings? We probably run into them whenever. They're not subject to time and space, so we are spirits, they are spirits, and we know that we are in their presence sometimes. Sometimes certain things happen, because some people in a crazy house right now because they ran into one of these spirits, and they don't understand how in the world their picture on the wall can, can float over to the desk and just 
blow back to the wall. They don't understand that. To me, I wouldn't flip out. I wouldn't be in nobody's crazy house. If I see it, I'm going to start talking to those spirits, and I'm probably going to freak out everybody around me like I did at the Southwest Believers Convention one year when this girl fell out, and I told everybody around that that girl is possessed. Something is wrong with her. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy and said, you, you know, basically like you're smoking on something. This is a, a religious convention. People fall out on the floor all the time. What are you talking about? I said, nope. That girl right there, there's something wrong with that. That's not what we're here for. That's something else, man. I'm telling you, that girl, I don't even know why I was doing it. I just I got an awakening, uh, aware that something I knew beyond a shadow of doubt, like I know that you're on this line, Mr. Politic. I knew that that girl, well, in the, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it talks about that very thing that happened to me. It's called a discernment of spirits. This is why I like the Bible. No other book I know of talk about that experience. So had it not been for, uh, I think it's first, uh, uh, Corinthians, where it talks about the gifts of the spirit, the nine gifts of the spirit, I would be somewhere probably thinking I was crazy. But what's crazy is what happened next. When I go grab her, takes her out of the convention center, and begins to uh, pray for her, Father, deliver this girl from this evil presence. Deliver this girl, you know, in Jesus' name. That's how I prayed then. In Jesus' name, pray. deliver this girl. Touch her. Wake her up because she was out like a light, like though she fainted. Make the long story short, nothing happened. People around the convention center kind of came around because she looked like she was sick. Well, I left the girl, and I'm sharing all this with you, Mr. Politics, to make a point. Then we're going to go to the, uh, into the, to the actual presentation. When all this happened, I walked away from the girl because I felt a little embarrassed, like, okay, I know what I just felt. I know what I saw. I, I didn't see nothing physically with the eye, but I just felt something. I kept saying I saw, but I really didn't see nothing with my eye. I just saw something with my spirit. It was a knowing. I knew that that girl, there was something possessing her. I just knew it. Right now you're listening to me, and everybody else is listening to me, and they're probably thinking, I'm cuckoo, because what do you mean you saw? What did you see? What did you see? What did you see? I didn't see nothing. I just knew something was there, and I call it I saw. So why these people, white people, older people, Black people, older, younger. This was a regular church convention. Everybody dressed up, suit and tie, Bible. This is not no crazy people. Very sane crowd. There are people praying with a probably good 15 people around this girl praying. I walks off and I say, Father, I know you just showed me what I show, what you showed me. I know you saw. I know I saw. So anyway, everybody kind of parted from this girl and her boyfriend came. Her boyfriend was a very spiritual man. That's all I can tell you. He began to pray for her. He was one person praying one prayer. That's very important. I can't go off in the wire right now, but it's very important. One person, one prayer. Before it was 15 people, 100 different prayers. He started praying for her, and this girl turned in like into a snake in front of all these people. If I'm lying, I'm flying. The forward police department, I shouldn't have said the city, but it don't matter. If somebody, a lot of people know what I'm talking about. They got involved. They came. They sh- you know, moved everybody away, shine the flashlight on this girl. I'm speeding this story up. Y'all want to hear the whole thing, go back to demons in the archive. I talk about uh, my, the show I did on demons and spiritual warfare. That is when I go into the details. But I won't go into it now to prove this point. Make the long story short, when that girl started acting like a snake, I just started screaming. I knew it. 
I knew it. I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. I just started screaming it because I knew I wasn't crazy. That girl, when she started acting like a snake, Mr. Politic and everybody else listening on the chat room on the phone line, I'm telling y'all, if I'm lying, I'm flying. People begin to run, not walk, run from this girl. They abandon her like a ship. It scared the hell out of everybody. All those Bible toters was jetting. Now, you got to know who the girl is. They call her spiritual net. She wasn't a flaky, kooky, psychotic person. This is a very intelligent young lady. What would possess her to be on the sidewalk acting like a snake, hissing, talking about destroying the person that she was? The spirit was talking as though it was a second person inside of her. The psychologist would just put a little tag on it and say, oh, she's schizo. Well, she wasn't schizo in her regular life. Normally she wasn't schizo. So I said, all oh, that Mr. Politic say that you are so right, my brother. There is a reality, a real realm of beings that do not have bodies. So let's talk about warfare, spiritual warfare. So who do we really wrestle against, Mr. Politic? I'm picking on you. But who do we wrestle against? Is it the Democrats? Is that really the war? Is the war with the Republicans? Is the war with, really with the rich? The rich is trying to hold the blacks down, trying to keep them down, trying to keep them ignorant, trying to, you know, I mean, maybe that is going on, but what is the real war? I'm going to give you a, a shot. At, I'm going to give you a shot at that, then I'm going to put you on hold and go into the scriptures. I think the real war is the, the war on thought. And, uh, you were talking a little bit earlier, and I guess I appreciate it because I I am white, but but so I have a bias. But you know the the war is not necessarily in people that descended from from Europe or or whatever. But uh, when I look at it in the broader strokes, uh, people have always been marginalized by the people controlling things, and uh, and we've always been taught, well, this is the enemy, and we must hold them down, you know. And uh, up until, like, the, the 60s, it was the black man in this country, you know. So I think a, a lot of blacks, uh, that, that resonates with them, and they're like, look, you know, this is, uh, these are our oppressors uh, without looking at the top, you know. And uh, now, I mean, pretty much everybody's being oppressed. And, and you can look at degrees of separation and stuff, but pretty, pretty much everybody on this planet is being oppressed, and, and it's governments doing the oppressing. And uh, a lot of people want to point to Democrats or or uh, Republicans, and uh, I was I was talking about this earlier today too. Is this this whole idea of uh, of Christianity being demonized, and myself not being a believer, just to put that out there. But you know, there's really nothing. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, I have lots of problems with that. But if you look at the New Testament, and you look at the things Jesus supposedly said and did. Um, it's a pretty good yardstick of morality, you know, and we haven't had consistent yardsticks of morality for the most part. I mean, people uh, deviate constantly. Culture from cult and, and time really changes things dramatically. What's immoral today, like, you know, slavery is another good example, is, is that was moral at one point or at least popularly moral. And today it's not, even though most people are enslaved and they don't realize it. But uh but I think that, uh, the, you know, Christianity, or at least 
I shouldn't say Christianity, I should say the words of Jesus are uh, are pretty a pretty good moral yardstick. Whether he's divine or not, it's a good universal morality yardstick. And you can look how he actually interacted with others, how he treated others, all these things, and we would have a great society if people did that. And then a lot of atheists tend to throw out Christians with the bathwater, as you said, because, you know, uh, they, they say, well, you know, these values are bad, but they're not um, holding Christians to the values of, of Christ. They're holding Christians to the values of Christians, and a lot of them fall short of, of Christ-like morality. And, you know, if you look at, if you actually read the New Testament, I think you'll find that uh, his moral yardstick isn't, isn't too difficult to follow, actually. You know, don't treat other people like crap and, and be open-minded and talk to people and converse and share ideas and, uh, and treat people well, you know, as well as you'd like to be treated. I don't think that's an impossible standard, and I think maybe that's the error in, in modern Christianity in America as we know it, is that people seem to believe that's an impossible yardstick to follow. And then, you know, the majority of Christians end up failing at, at that, you know, form of theology. But um, back to the spiritual warfare, I mean, I don't, I don't have any personal experiences to spiritual experiences like that to, to say that, that I agree or disagree. I see men being evil, and, uh, well, and I me, see, let me, you know. Let me, let me ask you a question, Mr. Politic. Let me ask you a question. Showdown Hill said, how come there isn't anyone chatting? Because they're listening, Mr. Showdown Hill or Miss Showdown Hill. You go ahead and you chat. We'll listen to what you have to say. But sometimes chat room is quiet like that. But listen, let me ask you something, Mr. Politic. If you had experiences like I mentioned with the girl and and her turning into a snake in front of us, and this is a girl that attends a very prestigious university. I'm telling you all a little bit. And you know what's crazy is I know so many. It's just for some reason I remember that. I used that story, that particular uh, experience, because the police got involved. And they, they are, it may be even on record, you know, because they had to reopen up the convention center for us because of this situation. They literally reopened the convention center. So I used yeah. it because a lot of people were involved. But I've had so so many encounters with these spirits that do not have bodies. Yeah, and I think that if I... I I've had, hold on, I've had so many experiences. As a matter of fact, it bothers me that I don't have them as much. It makes me think, have I become evil? Because it was so many, so much at one point, I just talk out loud and say, y'all can't stop me. You know, I'll say something like, that's why y'all defeated. I'll talk to them like I'm talking to a friend. I taunt them. They taunting me, I taunt them back. I'll say something like, that's why you defeated. That's why you, you, you're going to the lake of fire. And I say, you cannot yeah. be a man. I'm not going to give you my body. No, I say, I'm Wait, honest. I'm, I'm, listen, hear me out. I'm very, very serious right now. I'm telling you that there are people that are far, far more spiritual than I am. I think I'm a carnal believer or a carnal Christian. I don't think I'm as spiritual as some people are. I don't know who's doing the measuring, but I just don't think I'm as sharp as I know a lot of my brothers and sisters are out there. And I'm telling you, this war 
the war. I know I said I was going to meet you, but I can't shut up. The war is real. It's not the Democrats. It's not the Republicans. There are spiritual battles going on, and I think it would behoove everybody listening tonight to find out what is going on in the spiritual realm. Now, I just left a site earlier, and there was some Egyptologists was talking, and I respect these people because they really go back far, far, far. They study the hieroglyphics of the Metuneta. They study ancient Egypt, Kemet. They study the, uh, the Valley of the Nile, and they are able to bring a lot of things that white supremacy have hid, the white supremacy teaching, a version of teaching. So I respect them tremendously. But one thing I don't get from them, and it bothers me, and when I don't get this from people, I just write them off. You know, I'm talking to you right now, Mr. Politic. If you just said to me, well, I don't believe in those evil spirits or, or fallen angels or spirits without bodies, then I'm still going to love you as a brother, but I can't do you. I can't, we can't talk. I don't, I can't talk to people well, that don't believe because well, with, if you, what if I you think you're about if you, to ask. If you, can't, if you can't even acknowledge the enemy, like I told my son, son, this is one of the first times I've been a mature man, is to be able to acknowledge your friends from your enemies. If you walk around this planet calling yourself deep and you can't even identify the enemy, you talking about the enemy is the white man? Are you kidding me? The talking about kind of white people that we go to school with. That we marry, that we go to church with, that we do with all these things. So them people, are, they're our enemy. They're, they're the real enemy. Oh man, I can't, I can't roll with you. Now I yeah, do I believe think what you're about I to do. ask me. I, I think what you're about to ask me was if I had had the same experience as you, as you would I believe? Were, were you on that track no, at one no, point? No, no, I wasn't about to ask you that. You said you haven't. That's the first you said. I haven't had the experiences you had. You said that already. No, what I was going to ask you is if you had, if you really had been at the Tarrant County Convention Center and saw that girl, a very normal, everyday girl, Acting like she was just a animal, a snake, and you'd have heard voices coming out of her that's saying they're going to destroy her. Now it's her body, but something inside of her saying they're going to destroy her. I mean, I can go on. There's so many. I'm just using this one testimony, but it's so many more, and there's millions that can come on this phone line and share even some that's more profound. You know, I got a book right now going through on my description page. It says demons. It's got Lester Summerall on it. You need to hear what happened. This, how, what put him on the map? How he challenged his spirit down in, I think it was Puerto Rico somewhere, and he became famous for getting his president's daughter set free from evil spirits. I mean, this girl was become free, and she was just a mess before Lester Summerall came in and recognized what the problem was. All I'm saying is, man, I, I'm a peon in this. There are so many people with so many more testimonies, and this thing is real. So when I talk to brothers and sisters like you, that's the first thing I ask them. What do you believe in the spiritual realm? And all I'm asking now is, if you, if just say for a second, because you don't know if I'm lying through my teeth, which I don't know why I'm not getting money or there's nothing being exchanged for me to lie. If, if what I'm saying is true, and you may not know that it is or not, but just for, just for you know, let's just for this exercise sake, 
What if what I'm saying is true, Mr. Politics? That's your name you want to go by. What if what I'm saying is true? What does that do to your belief? If you really have these kind of experiences, let's oh, say Oh, no, if I, had, if I had that same shared experience, I mean, my perspective would have to be changed. Otherwise, I would be an irrational person, you know. I, I think that we all, when you start looking for truth in, in a world filled with lies, you start finding an awful lot of it, and there's lots of different directions. And then to say that it's limited into one direction or another, I think, uh, is kind of silly. So I think that, uh, you know, and, and my perspective is different from yours. I mean, at one point I was a Democrat, another I became a Republican, then I became a Libertarian, then I became an anarchist. And once I started really looking at morality and ethics and, and logic and stuff, I decided that, you know, certain morality code was not to be uh, – uh, let, let's say, uh, you know, thrown aside, like murdering's wrong. Therefore, war is not a good idea, you know. And then you start analyzing that, and you're like, well, if murdering's wrong, then you do evil people do it. Well, yes, they do. Does it change if they wear a costume, you know, and other questions, you know. And I kept asking questions and kept finding, you know, different paths to truth. But I think that, uh, you know, when you talk, you know, and, and what I was going to get to earlier is that, you know, I, I see evil men doing evil things, all right, and your your explanation for that is uh, demons, possession, things like that. I don't have a good explanation for that. I can chalk it up to maybe it's a human trait, but I don't have evidence for that. I can chalk it up to, you know, it's, it's greed, which would also be a human trait, and I can chalk it up to that, but I can't really – explain or clearly define in a in completely uh, provable way, you know, that can't be attacked or can't be dismantled, why it is that evil men do evil things. So demons is just a good ex- is explanation as anything else one could think of that makes sense and holds up to some sort of, you know, scrutiny. Um, I'm just not there at the demons thing yet because I'm, oh, I'm exploring okay. other things, okay. but... So you so you're saying if somebody asked in the chat room if you believe in evil, they also asked if the girl was saved. The girl was very much saved. The girl is 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 one of the pillars in this particular church. If you only knew who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to share a name anyway. Um, very very. But it's it's a discussion of the origins of evil, which I don't know that we've explained to satisfactory point of view yet. I mean, even Jesus Christ. I mean, he was. he was a Jew, and Jews don't believe in heaven or hell, you know. Um, so, you know, he demons did. supposedly he don't did. hell. That Jew did. <laughs> he, he believed uh, in hell. Okay, well, Judaism prior to Christianity does not believe in, in heaven or hell. Let me say this, man. The Jews in Israel, it, as long as you call this show called Five Smooth Stones, it's best not to bring them up. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you because... I vehemently disagree that they're Jews. It's ludicrous to think that they're Jews. It's ludicrous to think that anybody in Israel have any stake in the bloodline of Israel being so white in the, such a black land. It's just, I don't even get me started well, on that's, these people. That's I, an interesting and I'm not thing, being, I'm not being racist. It's just, go ahead. No, no, that's that's an interesting point you bring up that's probably not brought up enough is that, uh, you know, sort of the uh, the founder of Judaism as we understand it today is really Moses. He's, he's kind of the father of modern Judaism as we know it. 
and uh, and he married a, a woman from Ethiopia, that, which they used to call it, you know, I don't mean any disrespect, but they called it the land of the, of the people with the dark face or, or burnt face or something like that. It was obviously a black nation. So we have instantly the founder of Judaism uh, marrying uh, in a uh, black princess, I believe. So, um, so yeah, there's there's well, a lot on, of difficulties on. explaining. Well, hold on, well, hold on, hold on, Mr. Politic. But see, you did something everybody do as the first strike on you. Now, you're assuming that Moses was white. It was a tribal thing. It was one black man marrying a black woman, but she she wasn't from their tribe. No, I didn't tribe. say that actually. It was a tribal thing. I, yeah, but I, I, I mean, actually but didn't even say that. Say that again. I, I didn't say that actually. I didn't say that. I proposed to know what Moses's race was. But one thing that does su- well, one thing that does suggest, and this is also up to interpretation stuff, does suggest that he perhaps wasn't black, or at least was not part of the tribe of Ethiopia. Is that his sister had a major problem with this marriage, and actually right. I think God punished her for that. Right, and, and right now today, if some boys, some black folks want to cut up each other for Zimbabweans marrying uh, Benians or, or Chad, someone from Chad. Those are different cultures, and they don't want them to clash. It's a big, major deal. Ask anybody from Africa. That's an age-old problem, but I promise you, Moses was, I got more proof that Moses was black than anybody in the whole Bible. Well, I, I mean, won't debate that Pharaoh, because I haven't you know, explored I mean, that not, at all. So. Passing for Hold on, passing for Pharaoh's grandson. Uh, everybody know Pharaoh was, there wasn't no olive color people back then. Pharaoh was jet black, but he passed for his grandson. Then the Jethro daughters, you know, they ran into their daddy. Uh, they, uh, they was, uh, someone, uh, Moses delivered them from their troubles, and he said, well, who saved you? I forget what happened. And they said, this Egyptian saved us. Well, he wasn't Egyptian, he was Hebrew. Well, and most they, of you know, two modern all perception is, of the Egyptians. The Egyptians must have looked like the Hebrews in order for him to say her for her to say that. But it's, it's other things. When the most I said Moses, stick your hand in your bosom, pull it out, and his hand became white. Well, if he was already white, how can his hand be white? It's just so many things about that Bible. I'm getting to where I hate even talking about the color because people really and truly. It's, it's a proven point. I'm getting away from my subject. But listen, now we're talking about, you know, I don't want to get off because tonight we're talking about everybody. And I, let well, me just I, I, did, I just wanted to, to say one thing to, to add to that is that there's there's two problems with it, Egypt as far as, like, the American psyche is concerned is that our knowledge of Egypt is really more modern Egypt when, when Napoleon entered Egypt and you've got Cleopatra and stuff, and those are neo-Egyptians. So that's that's one problem we have with our understanding of what Egypt supposedly looked like is you essentially have squatters that moved into the area, you know, and those are forever known as as Egyptians. The the other problem too with with Egypt and and with all this stuff is that we have Exodus. And Exodus uh if you look back, and, and I'm sure that you've studied, you know, the, the Amen and Amen-Ra connection and all that stuff, you have uh-huh. it, what appears to be an earlier civilization that had their own exodus, and then somebody that came along and, uh, and claimed that story as their own when 
you know, the timeline just doesn't fit properly and you have remnants passed on that don't fit correctly. So you're probably talking about a, uh, a, a, a pre or, or paleo Egyptian culture that existed at one point, which probably was predominantly black. And then you're talking about a new generation of Egyptians, which are essentially squatters in a lost civilization. And that's what we perceive as modern Egypt. And then the Hebrew story fits in with that saying that, oh, well, we were the people that left when probably they ran into the original people in the desert at some point and their story was sort of stolen, plagiarized, and then they said, oh, yeah, that was us that left, you know. Well, and, you know, there's a whole lot. And you're going to get all of these Egyptologist people really wake and woke up on that. So I know they're smiling at your comment there. Um, but all I'm saying tonight, because I'm getting a little bit off, yeah, we got about 20 minutes, and I want to try to bring it back. Is and you can just, you know what, you can kind of stay on the line here as I share this. You know what? Yeah, you can, you can stay on the line. But I want to share this uh, with you. Check this out, folks. I want y'all to really listen to this. This is some scriptures that I found that is just, I don't know, uh, Mr. Politics, how much you are saying of the scripture with regards to warfare. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I just muted myself. I okay, okay. I got, got quiet. I thought it hung up on me because earlier I had a trouble with um But listen, I want everybody to listen to this. i got all these scriptures here together. If I can just cue. And while I'm queuing this up, let me go ahead and just play a word from our sponsors real quick, everybody. If you cannot hold the phone there, Mr. Uh, Politics, I'm just going to not mute you and just play this ad, and we'll be right back for the scripture reading. One second. Shalom. My name is Kingdom. I am a website designer, and I want to thank you for listening to our Smooth Stone Radio. If you need a website for your business, your ministry, or just personal, you can go to practicalwebsolution.com. That is practical web solution with no S dot com. Or you can call me for a free consultation at 954-372-7469. That is 954-372-7469. And I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio, where the truth of the biblical Hebrews are being brought forth during these last days, where Israel, the Israelites of the Bible, are awakening from amnesia to its true identity. The Hebrews of the Bible, which are called the Israelites, or so-called modern-day Negroes, are the large tribes of Israel, which are scattered all over this planet. Come down by the set on a weekly basis right here, right here on Block Talk Radio, as we embark on a challenging journey to assemble the large tribe of Israel, God's chosen people. Yes, the Israelites are God's chosen people. And we are going to go back to our land. There will never be peace in the Middle East till God's chosen people are back in the land. Shalom, shalom. She's right. Shalom, shalom. There will never be peace to the true authentic Israelite. The scripture says only a remnant, a small portion of them is going to return because he knew we'd be in love with our captivity. 
All right, so folks, check this out. Now, I'm going to, Mr. Politics, I'm going to, you're not on mute, so you can comment anytime you want, but I just want to get the scripture reading in if that's okay, okay? Uh, yeah, excellent. And if you're open to the idea, uh, archive would be a cool time to maybe talk about it in more in depth if you're interested. Oh, you mean after the show got up and go off the air? Yeah, yeah, and then we got archived. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to keep talking about it. So those of you that's on the phone line, you may have to call the phone the phone number if you want to keep listening after the hour. we got about 20 minutes. I'm going to read as much as I can. But Ephesians, I'm going to read this. Uh, just take notes, folks. Ephesians 6 and 12 describe satanic hierarchy, hierarchy of the kingdom of darkness. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, spiritual wickedness, and uh, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is our true enemy, folks. It's not the Democrats, not the Republicans, not Skull and Bones. All these folks are little pawns in the game, okay? The secret societies are trying to hide these very things that I'm sharing right now, okay? Yes, there are secrets, and all secrets is not demonic. Did y'all know that there's some people that's holding secrets and they should, that they can't tell everybody because we, would, we wouldn't, we can't handle the truth, so to speak. The Ethiopians have some truth they cannot deliver. They won't tell you. They'll kill themselves when they tell you. So there's a lot of truth that can be revealed now. So all secret societies are not wrong. But I'm talking about the ones that are wicked that have answers to the questions we need, not the truths that the most have not revealed yet or ordained as prophets to say yet. Okay, so some secret societies are good. I know that's a new one for some of y'all. Believers must understand that we do not wrestle or contend with flesh and blood, but we are in a spiritual conflict with rulers and powers of the kingdom of darkness. The Amplified says it like this. The Amplified is the Amplified Bible. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against despotism, against powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers, of this present darkness against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly spear. Okay. By using the phrase principalities and powers, Paul is telling us that there is a hierarchy structure to the kingdom of darkness. When fallen angels, evil spirits, and demons are ranked one above the other according to their power and authority. Y'all bear with me. I'm trying to read a little fast here. These evil spirits exercise influence over people, geographical area, cities, nations, and must be successfully dealt with to experience revival in those areas. For instance, Daniel 12 and 13 speaks of, a, of the supernatural ruler that operated over the ancient nation of Persia, whose power was broken by the prayers of Daniel. Again, Daniel 10 and 12 and verse 13 speaks of a supernatural ruler. This is a spirit that had no body, that was ruling over a physical geographical area called Persia. Okay? Whose power was broken by the prayers of of one man called Daniel. Y'all got to read that story to see how that happened. But, and I'm trying to uh, not have to read everything here, but basically with Daniel, 
the angel told Daniel why he was delayed. He said, from the time you prayed, this is in that chapter, from the time you prayed, Daniel, and your heart was right, the most I heard you when his heart was right. So you in your life, listener, you're in a warfare. Some of y'all are in some showing up warfare, and you love what I'm saying because you are dealing with the evil spirits. You ain't dealing with nobody else. Ain't no Obama in your house. Ain't no Obama in your children. Something is going on in your children, and you know that it is something outside of what you want to tell your friends. Daniel needed an answer for this nation he was in. He, had, he needed some answers, and he began to pray. When his heart began to be right, the Bible says that the Most High heard him, and there was an a answer dispatched with the spirits, but they could not get to Daniel because there was a war. I know this sounds really crazy. I know it does. I know it does, but, folks, we are very complicated beings. We are not bodies having a, a experience in a spirit with spiritual things. We are spiritual beings having an experience in a very limited body. Mr. Apologies, you got a quick comment on that before I go further? Yeah, actually, uh, you brought something to mind. You know, I think about um, connecting with the spiritual realm or whatever, and I think – people often have the wrong door, the wrong directions in mind. And uh, they're looking to their pastors, priests, reverends, or whatever. And I think that they have to remember that uh, if such a realm exists and there can be like a proper frequency or connection or directions or whatever, it's not through that who serves evil, you know. And if you look at most pastors, reverends, preachers, whatever, um, they serve the state. They serve the government, uh, which which is the evil in, in my eyes, and uh, and maybe those people aren't the pathway to God because I don't think God, uh, you know, bows down before any government or any uh, any man-made entity, and yet these these individuals do. So maybe people who can't connect to God are too busy trying to connect to God through. Um, a holy man or whatever. And I think it's interesting, too, that uh, African-Americans uh, tend to, to be fairly religious. And uh, Martin Luther King, who is uh, named after Martin Luther, said that very same thing, that uh, you don't need to connect through a reverend or preacher or a priest or, you know, the church's rules are all wrong and, and they're false teachers. And I think it's interesting that that's lost the, the German Martin Luther to the uh, black Luther, Martin Luther in America. I, I think it's interesting that that's, that's lost on people is that maybe you're following false teachers. Right, right. You know, and, 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 I, and I'm going to add to what you're saying. I mean, I can't believe you, you laid it on the line very well. And I, and I think that's, we are religious people, and that's one thing that was one curse that Israel always had on them. They always wanted a king. And I think it's prophetic that this man's name, last name is King. Israel has always wanted a king. And they took that man, Martin Luther King Jr., which is I love him, and I think he did great things for the African-American, but I really don't like, I don't talk to my kids about Martin Luther King Jr. at all. I probably feel bad if I mention his name. Because it's not, that I don't, it's not that I don't acknowledge him. He's one of the greatest. But I feel like it's an insult to a people to always call on one man, name one man, 
we are people with so many, many, many more achievements. But back to what you were saying, um, so I talk about other other leaders and uh, countries. Country what, what, what about? I, I want to ask you something. I don't mean to get too off track, but what about Malcolm X? I mentioned Malcolm, but there's so many more than Malcolm X. Malcolm X just got accepted because of that movie with Spike Lee. Before Spike Lee movie, nobody wanted to holler at Malcolm X. Now, since a little Hollywood, you know, stamp of approval, and everybody wants to talk about Malcolm X. I don't talk about them people. I, I talk about the, I, uh, the, the you, I, Ivan Van, I talk about people like Ivan Van Servan. Tell the truth, have you ever heard of him? No, no, Ivan Van Servan. Okay, have you ever heard of Dr. Ben Yakanon? Yeah, I have, I have. I, I, to me, I think. No, honest, uh, honest, honest. I want you to be very, very honest with me. Have you heard of Doctor Ben Yakinar? Honest. Have you ever heard? Yeah, him I've speak? heard his name before. I've heard his name. No, okay. I've not heard him speak. I've heard his name before. Have you heard of somebody called Doctor Francis Cress Wilson? Uh no, no. Have you heard of Carter G. Woodson? Mm. Nope. Okay, now I'm going to guess to somebody you do know. I bet you've heard of. Uh, Cornell West. Yeah, yeah, I have, I have, yeah. And yeah, it's I'll funny it because uh, because he's uh, he's considered like the democratic or progressive, uh, you know, think thinker, right? And so is now um, oh, I forgot his name, the the old crusty white guy. Um, I just forgot his name. He calls himself a, a socialist libertarian. But anyways, yeah, I'm familiar with Cornell West and yeah, Noam Chomsky. Yeah, and uh, as myself being, you know, libertarian slash anarchist and more anarchist as the days go on, you know, I find that that a lot of these men tell a lot of truth, even though, you know, I have major disagreements with socialism and things like that because more government control. Cornell West, I think, is uh, I would I would call him a 60 or 70 percent truth teller, you know, and that would shock uh, friends of mine who are, who are libertarians or whatever. Yeah, that would that would really shock them. But I think he does uh, try to tell the truth a, a lot. But to me, I think uh, Malcolm X is the greatest tragedy in in the African American civil rights movement because uh, he was demonized as this violent asshole, and he's uh, he's a really intellectual guy, very calm, uh, very collected. And I think that uh, I I think he scared the crap out of certain white people that knew what they were doing was morally wrong. But uh, at the same time, I mean, he's not irrational. He's not an asshole. He's not uh, crazy or militant. Well, I, I guess you could call it militant, but not beyond justification. And uh, he simply uh, said that uh, we will react with the same amount of violence that's uh, portrayed on us. And I don't think that's such a radical idea. But today he's demonized. Uh, maybe some blacks uh, follow him and say, hey, oh, he was Malcolm X? a smart guy. He's talking about Mark, yes. Malcolm X, right? No, Malcolm yeah, yeah. X is one of the. Malcolm X is, is, is some circles. Malcolm X is more popular than uh, 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 than um, <laughs> than Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, for well, real. Well, in, in black in black circles or in white circles, because in white circles oh, I where I grew up, you know, he's yeah, he's right. the the son of Satan. You know, I mean, he's awful, and then. When you actually dig up, and, and I encourage anybody who thinks Malcolm X was like a violent asshole, I encourage you to go onto YouTube and uh, watch videos of him. And these are mainstream videos with him talking to people like William F. Buckley, who are respected people in the white community. And uh, oh, you, you watch that's him speak. 
that, that you watch him speak, and, and he's extremely articulate, uh, extremely logical. He's not a violent asshole, and it's this whole lie that's been portrayed, you know, uh, on Malcolm X and, uh, and and one of the other influential people I think that's more important than Martin Luther King is Thurgood Marshall, actually, uh, who really paved the way for for Malcolm X and kept him out of jail as often as possible and. Uh, one of the, the first uh, black Supreme Court uh, justices and, and also uh, one of the first black attorneys in our country. And Martin Luther King gets the spotlight. And, you know, but, but we often demonize these individuals because, because why? Because they, uh, they're against the populace or, or popular thought. And uh, Malcolm X, I think, uh, should be celebrated in, in white circles much more than, than Martin Luther well, King. Martin Luther I, I, King... We don't even uh, hold, hold, oh, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. You got a lot to say, like I do. Hey, listen. Let me say this. I want. I want you to check this out. There are so many more black people. To it's, it, it almost angered me. And I know you are on the right track because you're open-minded. You for you to even be mentioning these people tells me that you're out of the box. And I can respect that. But listen. What upsets me about when I talk to a lot of white people about these people is it's insulting to name three or four, five, six black people when you start talking about struggling uh, African intellect, African struggle, African religion, African art. African. There are thousands. There are so many scholars in the continent of Africa. They just don't. Dominate CNN, NBC, ABC because they don't have the money or they don't have they don't have the clout. But there's some people that will put you on your butt. Not me, not you. But I'm talking about there's some history that will just blow your mind. Let me give you an example of something I learned in Ethiopia not too long ago. And I know oh, did we you got go to Ethiopia? Oh, yeah, yeah. Check this out. I got pictures oh, wow. on okay. Facebook. Well, check this out. When I was in Ethiopia, this guy was carrying me around, showing me all. I went to cheer by Halle Selassie because I knew he was a great man. But while I was there, I got the I got a bomb dropped on me. I'm just going around looking at all these wonderful pictures because I knew Ethiopia was beautiful. I never believed nothing in the United States. If they say some place is destitute and poor, that's the place I want to go. I want to go wherever they say not to go. That's why Cuba is like high on my list. Everywhere they say don't go, yeah. I want to go. Anyway, you're I such a free American, Ethiopia. but you can't go to Cuba, right? <laughs> really? So I, I go to Ethiopia, and this guy keeps in these churches, and, and it's a lot like Catholic. And I keep saying, oh, so y'all like Catholic. And the guy said, no, we're not Catholic. And so the guy mentioned something about a pope. I said, I thought you said y'all weren't Catholic. He said, we're not. I said, why do you say pope then? He said, he, he tried to explain. He said, we're not Catholic. I said, so I just kind of blew it off. Then he did it again. Something, oh, I saw a lady kiss the building. I said, I thought you told me y'all weren't Catholic. That woman's over there kissing the building. That's a, that's a move that Catholics make. He said, my brother, listen to me. He said, in the book of Acts, do you remember the Ethiopian monk? I said, yes, I remember the Ethiopian monk. So you remember what happened to him? I said, yeah, he was reading the scroll, and then Philip interpreted the scroll, and he went and got baptized, and he became a believer. He said, that brother went and established a church. It's called the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. You are looking at one of its churches. I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're telling me that this church I'm looking at is 
of the organization that this monk went and started? Do you have any idea, Mr. Politic, what that means? That means that the Church of Ethiopia predates the Catholicism thousands of years. Catholicism oh, yeah. is yeah, that's, that's the shocking uh, truth that people discover when they're first looking for truth is that everything you know is a lie. You know, it's all a fucking lie, you know, and uh, when you start digging in, it, it's it's offensive because you've been taught this lie your entire life, and it's so true to you, you know, and that's that's where I was kind of going with the Malcolm X thing, and maybe you have some white listeners, I assume that you do, and, and Malcolm X wasn't like this poisonous snake, you know, that wanted to kill all white people. He had this crazy thought that, hey, if a white guy punches you in the face, you have a right to punch him back, you know, and it's not so irrational, you know, when you really think about it as, you know, a free person that, hey, maybe uh, like force deserves like force. And uh, even, even Malcolm, or not Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, the thing I hate about Martin Luther King is like his image created in America. And that's that's the idea that like Martin Luther King was black against white and all this stuff. But that's that's like the original Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King evolved, as we all do, in our thought process and stuff. And what people should really listen to and read, or or at least listen to the archive of, is uh, Martin Luther King returned from Vietnam. It's a very long speech, but he basically talks about in the New World Order and how they're going to continue to send poor people to kill other poor people and uh, how Vietnam was immoral and how it's not just Vietnam, it's going to continue to happen as long as we allow it to happen, and how it's not a white-black thing, it's a poor-rich thing. And he goes on, and coincidentally, he's dead right after he talks about that. Malcolm X talks about, let you know, me, he, he let becomes let me, the, let, me, let me jump in here for a second, because we got literally about one minute. I just want to tell oh, everybody sorry. on the internet, please call the phone line, otherwise we're going to lose you. I'm going to share these these few scriptures we got on warfare to let everybody see clearly that spiritual warfare is what it's all about. It is not about all these things, the super secret society. These people are pawns in the game. Y'all got to understand that. If you don't understand spiritual warfare and what the Most High is doing, you just lost. You'll be running, chasing evil conspiracies the rest of your life. You just end with a bunch of questions. So call the number. But thank you for listening. If you can't call the number, check out the archives later. Don't forget, we're going to be on on Thursday, I mean Saturday. Shalom to those of y'all that can't stay. Okay, go ahead, my brother. We just lost probably uh, a good one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, I probably got a good 20 people, but there's still a lot of people on the phone line, so we'll keep talking that's, until that's cool. we finish yeah. up. So, well, it doesn't even matter how people on the phone lines because people will listen after, and you should look at your show as like a collection of thoughts that you can share with others, you know. And uh, although somebody may not be calling in to listen immediately, they'll listen eventually, you know, and that's that's all that matters is provoke thought and, and provoke people to question, you know, everything. But, uh but yeah, what I was saying about Martin Luther King is like it's it's awfully strange that he was uh, he was assassinated by some uh, crazy white guy right after he talked shit about Vietnam and said that hey this is a bullshit war you know and everything you know I mean you have to remember that uh, Martin Luther King had an audience with the United States president I mean he could go see the president anytime he wanted as long as it was is you know his rhetoric was black versus white but the moment that he started talking about oh Vietnam you know it's a scam you know it's bullshit and it's not about black versus white it's about 
you know, uh, the oppressors and the poor versus the rich. And he, and he talks about all this and, like, describes the evil in, in a very articulate way. He even talks about the fucking Internet before the Internet existed. He talks about that and, like, relay connections and being able to communicate across the world. Talks about all kinds of crazy shit. And all of a sudden it's like Martin Luther King, like, connects with, like, the future. He connects with uh, reality and he's awake. And then it's like, well, it's time for him to die. You can't wake up and uh, and talk this stuff. I mean, he was awake enough to talk about civil rights and stuff. But it's like, no, once you're awake enough to talk about the whole problem, you got to fucking die. You know, that, that's just how it goes. And uh, Malcolm X, same thing with him. Real quick, this is politics. I want people to hear you because you got something to say, okay? But some of our listeners are, are very much controlling what, what goes on with their ears. And I, I want you to be free now because I like you and I like what you're sharing. You got a lot. I'm, of I'm sorry, I won't curse. I won't curse. I don't mean well, I try, to do that. Just I try. I mean, I don't, again, I want you to be real. I don't want you so that sometimes Christians or believers try to go and and people can't be themselves. No, no, I, I understand. Like I, I don't need to use the F word to articulate my my points, but oh, you know, go right you know, go right you know, I'm no, you but, 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 like, but like Malcolm X, I mean, he uh, he becomes a Muslim, right? And that's oh, that's just kind of a dangerous thought process to go through. Becomes a Muslim, and that that's all fine. You know, we'll still tolerate Malcolm X. But the moment he talks about the idea that hey, you know, we're not at war anymore. Like it's 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 not the Muslims versus the Christians. It's you know, it's it's not about that. It's not about this. Uh, this ideological uh, warfare, you know, between one faith and another. Once he talks about the enslavement of mankind, once he talks about, you know, the injustices, once he comes back to America and realizes that, hey, uh, you know, I, I didn't fully enjoy the Mecca thing and that we have some conflict and I want to be a free thinker, then all of a sudden he's killed, you know, and it's it's amazing. It's like we can't have black intellectuals because it's not time yet, you know, because we still have the black-white war going on, you know, and we still have to marginalize blacks and we still have to empower whites, and, and we're there. And I think that is where, like, you know, the, the blacks have a, a reason to be angry and upset and, and say, hey, you know, something's wrong here. What you're doing, you're proving my point. That's why I'm letting you just share because right now, you're proving what I was just saying. We get hung up on you just it's kind of good talking to you because you're like you're saying the things I'm saying without scriptures. You you're just saying it from someone that's just looking at life and just analyzing from a secular standpoint. What what I want to share was how the most high said that the we wrestle not against flesh and blood but it's principality of spiritual wickedness, you're describing spiritual wickedness. See, we think it's racism or sexism or thisism or thatism. It's not. It, it's, 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 it's a, you might not want to say it's Satan because you. that's not where you're at, I don't think. But I'm saying the Bible has addressed what you're saying, but it calls it a name. It says spiritual wickedness in high places. It's spirits that have beef against the Most High and creation, and they want to destroy the creation, his creation. So they're getting in these bodies, 
and they're rising up in power, and some of them are becoming presidents and are very wealthy people. The, the people that their bodies they're occupying. That's why they like to possess the wealthy and the powerful and celebrities because they're very influential, and they. Uh, that's what they're doing. They're they're bringing off against us. They're coming against the creation. And my the thing tonight, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do, is to show. And I'm going to finish reading these scripts in a little bit, but I just wanted you to uh, finish what you're saying first, and I think I'm going to do just that and let the people go because it's been long enough. But what I'm trying to share is you're saying something I'm saying, and I'm letting you share because I want people to see I don't control you. We actually disagree. You as you said you're an, uh, an Arcadian. No, I, I'm an anarchist. Uh, I'm white. You're black. Uh, you're Christian. I, I don't really subscribe to any faith, you know. And and yet we're agreeing, you know. I, I think that we see that there's there's evil. I can't really put a name on it. You choose to put a name on it, but I think that uh, I think that we do agree that there's like evil. There's a plan, and and evil has a plan. And so far, maybe they're winning, but uh, this doesn't mean they they have to. But uh, you know, I, I think when we really look at everything, I think that we can see, we can at least draw an agreement that, you know, that something's happening, it's not just, it's not moral, and uh, we have a problem with it, and uh, and we can put a name on it, and uh, maybe your name is evil, and maybe my name is evil, but uh, uh, the origins are undecided. Well, the one thing I want to share with you, and I'm going to go ahead and mute you, let's have a few um, more words, and I'm going to mute you. But the thing I want to say is this, before I put you on hold. It's important that we know what the enemy is. I know what you're saying. We have the different tags. But here's the danger I see. And you can just take this and, you know, and think about it. But this is how our brother says it. If, if it is Satan, and if, if that is who it is, and I know it, and I know that's who it is. But for your sake, I'm saying if. It is Satan. And the Bible tells us that Daniel defeated this enemy by having a, a heart that was after the Most High and that sought the Most High, and that caused him to get answers dispatched to him. That caused him to get the answers because he bowed down, humbled himself, and began to seek the Most High, humbled himself, seek the Most High, humbled himself, and seek the Most High. If it is a way we can defeat these people by humbling ourselves and seeking the most higher, getting instruction from a higher source, then we need to know who it is for real. Because if we just say, well, we're just going to call it different things, okay, you'll call it something else, but how will you defeat it? How will you defeat the wicked? How will you defeat Scarlet Bones? How will you defeat people that's running naked in the Bohemian Grove? How will you defeat... Eugenics. How will you? How will we defeat? Really? I mean, this earth will never be won if everybody was saying, "I don't know what to call it." Somebody got to call it for what it is. And if the Bible is true, which I say if, but I know it is, but for your sake, I'm saying if. If the Bible is true, these enemies can be brought down. If the Bible is not true, and, how, and all these things that people say about the Bible, it don't really mean what it says, blah, 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 
then we are most miserable. We just got to tolerate these people until we die. Next generation, next generation. They'll rule forever. And wickedness will win. Because the righteous well, people, I, I would, half of them are scared. Well, I would answer that with this, is that... Uh, we we can both uh, argue over who is the most high or or, or uh, who is the most low, you know, being Satan or whatever. But I think that we can agree on what's morality and immorality. Because if morality is universal, then we can agree with or without faith. And uh, I think that we agree on what immorality is uh, for the most part. Maybe specifics will have problems, but. I think that fighting immorality is the key, and uh, we need to fight immorality. And, and from your earlier uh, speech, as far as uh, the Gentiles versus the Jews, you know, and the Gentiles being just in their convictions or whatever in the eyes of God, I think that uh-huh. even somebody who doesn't have faith can spot immorality and shine a, lo- a flashlight on it, just as Christians or Jews or anybody Good else point. could. Good point. So, Good point. so I, I would say that we need to spot immorality. And before we even argue over semantics of who's right and who's wrong theology or anything else, we need to agree on what immorality is. And uh, people try to divide us with the issues like uh, abortion or gay marriage or whatever. And uh, and I say that, you know, like abortion, you know, I'm an atheist, you know, for the most part I'm an atheist. I'm not a militant atheist. I'm not going to attack you and say you believe in God, therefore you're evil. You know, because I recognize uh, from an objective point of view that, that I think you have a lot of good points of morality. And I can't, I can't look at Jesus, for instance, and if you claim to be a Christian, I can't look at him and say, oh, well, he's flawed and he doesn't understand morality. I, I can't point at a certain thing with Jesus and say he's immoral because I have an idea of universal morality, and that stands the test of time. And so does Jesus' morality, you know. And I can't say that, oh, well, he, he took company with uh, Mary Magdalene, you know, he hung out with her or whatever. Therefore, he's immoral because he hung out with a whore. I, I look at and say, well, that's that's morality, you know. Treat the uh, the meekest as, as anybody else, and she she's a whore. That, that doesn't make her bad, you know. And a lot of Christians don't take that view, but I look at it as, like, objective morality and, you know, treat people good. And uh, and I don't think we have a disagreement on that if you think outside the box. So when we come to other issues, uh, you know, such as theology or anything else, yeah, maybe we, we disagree, but universal morality should remain the same and test the sands of time. And uh, when we look at that, I think that we can agree on a lot of different things. And uh, I think we know what evil looks like. You know, uh, me as an atheist and you as a Christian or, or a neo-Israelite or, or whatever you want to call yourself, I think that we can agree on universal morality for the most part. And those things that we maybe disagree on, gay marriage or whatever, I think that we can uh, debate those and, and find a morality perspective. But if we do it through the eyes of Jesus, which I think maybe we can both agree on, then, uh, then I think that will be okay. But the, the, the thing is, they try to divide and conquer. And, uh, you know, you look back and we talked about the idea of, uh, you know, Moses, Mary, uh, you know, having the balls to marry somebody from the, from the land of, of the people with dark faces, you know, or burnt faces, and, uh, and how immoral maybe that was. Well, that was the justification for, for the people during the, the civil rights movement that, are, that were objecting to it. 
that was the objection uh, to you know the KKK. That was their biggest argument. It's like, oh, Babylon, and then look at uh, you know what Moses' sister said. Even you know ignore the fact that God's uh, God punished his sister for for talking shit about him marrying a, a woman from from Africa. You know, and and we look at these things and and. You know, they're, they're contradictions. So maybe we should analyze the contradictions and say, and well, this was, was right, cursed, this was wrong. And she was cursed. And she was cursed with whiteness. Yeah, she was punished. She was punished by God Himself. But yet, that was the argument for for the for anti civil rights movement. Is like, well, blacks suck and they should be punished. You know, that was their argument. Is and that was from God. Well, see, but, but yet, see, God see, said uh, well, the well, contrary. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. But I don't believe that Moses was white. I, I really believe that Moses was a black man. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that God punished somebody for marrying and breeding with somebody from Ethiopia. So if God no, had no, a no, problem no, with no, blacks, no, 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 he surely no, would have no, explored he, it back then. But hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, the reason why he punished uh, Miriam and Aaron, uh, mainly Miriam, uh, was because the people was known to be ungodly. Other nations, that's why he brought, he raised up Israel, because nations, Noah's sons had gotten away from the from, from this God, from this Elohim. Well, I will disagree and hold agree on, at the on, same hold time. Hold on, wait, 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 hold your, hold your point for a second. So what I'm saying is, this being... Only chose Israel because Israel chose him. Abraham was a person. Oh no, no, I, I would agree with that. Hold on, hold on, I mean, like, hold on. Hold, 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 do my favor. Just hold your thoughts for that. I just I held the phone for a second. Okay. I want you to. Okay, say. sorry. Uh, Moses, I mean Abraham, was a man after the heart of the Most High. He said, "I'm going to bless you and your descendants," and he gave them laws. Those laws was superior to the other nations. So he said of Amos 3 and 2, the book of Amos verse 3 and 2 says, Of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I'm going to punish you for all your transgressions. In other words, he said, I, I, I reveal myself. Known means almost like a sexual term. He knew them. He exposed himself to them. They, they was intimate. That's the word I'm looking for. They was intimate. It is an intimate word, the word know. Of all the nations of the earth, you have unknown. That's intimate word. Check out the Hebrew on that. What I'm saying no, no, I is, agree. So what I'm saying is, this nation was a holy nation. So they weren't supposed to marry no other ethnic people around them, and many of them looked like them. All of them was black. But, I mean, within the black skin or black Africa, there's all kind of nations observing different things even to this very day. So the most high raised up one nation and said, don't you? So that's why they was frowning at this Ethiopian woman because they had been told all their life we don't mix with those people. That's, that's like Christ told this woman. Why is it, you know, at the, at the well? So all I'm saying is I don't think it makes the most high look bad at all that he smitten Miriam, Miriam had no right to make fun of that lady. Miriam should have found out, hey, do you believe in the God of Israel? Do you believe in the Elohim of Israel? Yes, I do. Then that should have made Miriam chill out. You don't just go, the Most High said treat the stranger as your very own. So Miriam was out of order and deserved to be disciplined. 
So we got to look at this all. No, no, but my, my, my point is this, is that, like, if you really analyze the Old Testament, the, the point of race mixing is that you're supposed to mix with your own, and the own being, like, those of the same faith, right? And, uh, and it has nothing to do with skin color, ethnicity, nationality, anything else, but those being of your own. And if all people are of your own, and I, I do believe that God, you know, if he exists, he's not insane, and he makes us uh, be able to breed with one another for a reason, right? Because he's not a retard, so he wouldn't make us be able to procreate if it was wrong, correct? Right. Okay, so why is it that a black man and a white woman or a white woman and a black man can procreate or any other nationality, pick your choice, can procreate? Well, it must not be in God's uh, unfavor, right, because he wouldn't create it if he didn't like it to exist, if it was a, a heresy or awful and abomination. Then he wouldn't make it so, like, a, a black man could impregnate a white woman or vice versa or any other nationality. So it, it's ridiculous to think that, oh, but you go back to the civil rights movement and stuff and Christianity and modern America back then is, is basically like God doesn't want us to intermix, but then he creates the, the ability versus a, a, a jackass and, and a horse can't but see, produce hold on, a, hold, on, uh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. I think you got that a little twisted. I want you to hear me out on this. Please, please, I beg you. Okay. Hear me out. Yeah, I, don't yeah, beg, I, don't beg, I don't beg people often, but I want you to hear me out on this. The Most High want mankind to mingle with everybody. I don't. No, think I don't. I think we disagree at oh, all. Hold on, hold on. I mean, because let me let, let me get this out. Let me get this out. I believe He wants us to mingle with everybody, and I have proof of that because in the lineage of Christ is a little bit of everybody, and that is crazy. As I don't know what if the Most High was only for Israel, why would He have? Other ethnic people inside Israel's uh, bloodline, but they are there. There's a whore. There's a whore that's there. So you got to. Oh no, I agree completely. I mean, like Israel. Oh, if you on, look at on, it today, hold on, hold, I mean, hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold your thoughts. I'll let you talk for a minute. Let me get this out. Because the enemy is very clever, and I don't want him lying to you. And I really believe there's some deception here, and I'm being as honest as I can put it. Because I heard something, I want to make sure I hear it right. Maybe I'm not hearing it right. But it sounds like, well, let me just share what I, what I feel. The Most High want all of us to mingle with everybody. But these nations have practices that brought down the nation of Israel. That's why he told Solomon, listen, don't you have all these wives? These wives are going to turn your heart from me, Solomon. Then listen. He brought in all these wives with all these different beliefs, no telling what they was doing sexually. I mean, I hate to go there, but no telling. So Solomon, I'm sure they were some pleasurable. You know how the wicked is. They always got some freaky, some funny that feels good. So Solomon probably got turned out by these women. Next thing you know, he fell. He didn't have the relationship he had with the Most High. So what I'm trying to say is these people from the other tri other nations, that's why the Most High did not want Israel to mix with them. Had nothing to do with race based on color. This new thing called black and white. Yes, he want white men and black women, or black men and white women, or anybody Mexican, Hispanic. He don't care about the color. That don't. That's not even a real nation. This color thing. Nations has. There's only seventy nations. All the other little nations come out of them. Seventy nations. 
And the only reason Israel was not to mix one more time is because they was ungodly or they didn't have the laws of the Most High. Now, once those who have the laws of the Most High, you'll find out that they often defeated Israel. They was blessed more than Israel. So I'm saying I, I vehemently disagree with you that that the Most High made us where well, we can procreate and then don't want us to do it. No, he wants us to do it with everybody that's, I'm not talking about some orgy. I'm saying he wants us to be able to not discriminate among nations, but he wants those nations to fear him and to keep his laws. Only then are we to take wives and husbands uh, of these other nations. But they never in the history of the Old Testament did that. They never was a nation after the Most High Heart, so that's why Israel was never supposed to mix with these people. But Moses did it because his wife, I know for a fact, was a woman after the heart of the Most High. I know that by the Spirit. So that's what well, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but I would ask you this. Is that is Barack Obama white or black? I don't I, I don't really believe in the concept of white or black, but if you want to say Yeah, uh, well I know it, it's it's ridiculous, but like most of America, do they believe he's white or black? I think he's mixed. He's a mixed child, what they call a mixed child. We're gonna go by new new definition. This if you well, I, a, I know, you know but, but the concept of black uh, Barack Obama in mainstream culture is he white or black. I mean, we, we go by the one-drop rule, right? We still go by that, and that's ridiculous and absurd in itself, but we go by that, right? So block, Barack Obama is black, and people just take it for granted, but he was raised by a white family. He's half black, half white by modern standards, and we say, oh, well, he's black, but he's not black. He, he lived in a white neighborhood. He lived with white people. You know, he was raised by white people, and then we say, yeah, he's black. And it's ridiculous because it's like there's no such thing as white or black. You know, really, oh, how much melatonin do you have in your skin? You know, I mean, it, it goes by that example. It's like my wife. She, she, she's from India, you know, and her family's Indian. And is she is she white or is she Indian? No, our, our kid is going to be a mix of both, you know, and he's going to have mainly white culture because he's raised in a white suburban neighborhood. And he's going to be white, you know, but yes, we, we, we look at his skin color and we say, oh, yes, yes, he's Indian, you know, or she's Indian. And, and we can make that assertion, but it doesn't mean anything really, you know, there's, there's like the, uh, the cultural meaning and cultural examination of all this. But it, but it's really meaningless, you know. Somebody, you know, we're we talking about culture. Are we talking about melatonin? Are we talking about race? You know, it, it's all very complicated, and, and really, we don't mean anything by any of it. You know, it's just like, oh, if you're dark enough to be discriminated against, then you're dark enough to be discriminated against. We'll discriminate against you. And if you're light enough to not be discriminated against, then we'll not discriminate against you. And it's all ridiculous, you know. It's it's well, just, America. And how America, much melatonin do you have in your skin? That that's all that matters, you know. And and yes, we do treat people who are darker worse than we treat people who are lighter. We do do that. And you can look at. I'm not talking about America because America we just hide it all and we pretend that we don't mean any of it. But if you look at other nations like India, for instance, you know, I I married my wife and she's she's Indian. 
and uh, and I met with her family, and, and they accepted me. They were nice to me because I was white. And why? Because they've been conquered by the British and because they've been used to that, and white is right, you know. And, and yet, if I married somebody from Ethiopia, I'm sure they'd feel differently about the, my family and my heritage and everything else. But it, it, it's ridiculous if you really think about it all because it's like – how do we value individuals? Is it by intellect? Is it by uh, achievement? Is it by uh, skin color? Is it by what? You know, I mean, we do make these arbitrary, you know, values on people, and and it makes no sense at all. How about accomplishments? How about what you've achieved? But even when we look at that, we 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 say, oh well, there's there's uh, objective rules, and somebody hasn't achieved as much as another because of the color of their skin, and we look at all these different things and. How meaningful are they? How about your contribution to society? How about if you believe in war, you you believe in death, you 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 know you believe in this death culture, this desert death culture? How about your bad, you know? And how about if you believe in life and you support people? How about your good? We we never make these 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 definitions that are maybe maybe uh, culturally uh, universal. Interesting, 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 my brother. You always come at angles. And I appreciate you, Mr. Politic. I really appreciate you, man, sharing. You come at a different angle. And uh, I'm sure being married to an Indian woman, you you are getting some experiences there. And I'm, I, I can see now when you shared that. I mean, I remember now you said that earlier, too, but I forgot about it too just now. But I, I can well, imagine. Well, she, she's not American Indian. She's she's uh, American India, Asian Indian. India. Yeah, she, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, But listen, let me do this. I want to wrap this show up, but I want to give everybody scriptures on principalities and spiritual weaknesses, warfare. I would really admonish everybody, uh, ask everybody to really get a pen out because I'm going to go real fast. I'm going to crawl out through scriptures, and I'm going to wrap this up. But, Mr. Politics, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold for now. I'll hopefully you call on Saturday, Saturday. Uh, with no, I appreciate you letting me speak. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate yeah. it, especially the fact that I'm not a Christian and you and you let me uh, voice my opinion. That's uh, very respectable. And you got some very, and I'm not just trying. I'm not trying to kiss up because I disagree with you. I just disagree with you. But I think you got some very profound beliefs. I think that you help. Me in ways that uh, I don't even know how to say. I mean, you actually say what I say, but without the Bible and all that, and uh, that's something to be said for that. That that means that uh, well, wrong I, I, is right. I would also like to say. I would also like to say that you know you have profound religious beliefs, which I don't subscribe to. At the same time, uh, you you should be valuing. You know, where I'm like, oh, well, I hadn't thought of that. That's actually true. Uh, therefore, I should dismiss Christianity or I shouldn't dismiss Judaism, you know. So um, I, I would say by the, the same uh, subscription that, you know, you're you're adding to my intellect, you know, and I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you, my brother. Now, hopefully you'll stay around and, uh, and, uh, and uh, call us, not Saturday, maybe next Thursday. We're on Saturday. And we're on Sunday. Sunday is when we get into the scriptures and bring out the prophecies that prove this whole black biblical Israelite thing and why it's important. We don't like to say the term black, really. We have to for for research sake. But we go off into the prophecies and, and let everybody see who, who is living out these prophecies and that the fact that we're living out these prophecies, we have to be Israel. And what does that mean in 2011? 
So Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday is another show we have from called Race Matters, where we deal with racism in every single aspect, all the stuff we talk about. Really, this show ended tonight like a Race Matters show does, and that's on Tuesday at midnight as well. But listen, I'm going to go put you on the hold and wrap this up, okay? Thank you for uh, making your comment, though. Oh, thank you. And that's my brother. That is my brother, Mr. Politic, and I hope he called more often. I always like to see that 720 number pop up, and I hopefully he'll take me up. And, and if he can, listen Saturday, Sunday, at least on Race Matters on Tuesday or next week. So uh, anytime he calls, I'll probably uh, uh, hope he press 1 and comment. But, folks, I'm going to give you these scriptures, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, but before I do, let me just get this one more word out to I promise Miss Kingdom I'm going to always try to put her word out there twice so everybody know what she's doing. And we're going to play the whole ad, but I want you all to just hear what she is advertising for her business, and then we're going to come back and get these scriptures and wrap up, okay? So here's Miss Kingdom. You know what? It's not letting me play. I don't know. There we go. Shalom. My name is Kingdom. I am a website designer, and I want to thank you for listening to our Smooth Stone Radio. If you need a website for your business, your ministry, or just personal, you can go to practicalwebsolution.com. That is practicalwebsolution, with no S, dot com. Or you can call me for a free consultation at 954-372-7469. That is 954-372-7469. Seven four six nine, and I want to thank you all for listening to Five Smooth Stone Radio, where the truth of the biblical Hebrews are being brought forth during these last days, where Israel. That's right. Where the truth is being brought forth in these last days, I just wanted her to get that in. I didn't mean to cut that short, but folks, here's the scripture that talk about principalities, wickedness. Warfare in the heavenlies is right here in your Bible, and I got some very important scriptures. Some of these scriptures are gonna go go deep into warfare that I'm talking. So you gotta get these scriptures. Okay, here they are: Matthew 11 and 12, Matthew 11 and 12, Matthew 16, uh, 18 and 19, Matthew 16, 18 and 19. Okay, uh, Psalms 115 and 16. Psalms 115 and 16. Somebody talk about Satan. Somebody talk about spiritual conflict, spiritual brawl, so to speak, in the heavenlies. Somebody talk about what Christ has done since how he's put down principalities, what position he's at in rank and power right now. How you got to check out these scriptures. Psalms 115 and 16, John 12 and 31, John 14 and 30, 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, Colossians 1, 16, Jude 1 and 6, 1 Peter 3 and 22, then Colossians 2, 10 through 15, Romans 8 and 38, Romans 8, and 38 is powerful. Okay. So these scriptures read. Please check it out. Please check it out. All right. You'll see that truly, 
there really is a battle. And these scriptures detail that battle. And from this warfare, this warring, this spiritual warfare, this these battles, I just gave you scripture to these battles. If you study them, you'll understand why we get the battles on earth. These battles in the spiritual realm spill over in the earth realm and in other realms. It ain't just earth, folks. These spirits are fighting all outside of earth. But they're on the earth stage. They're outside of the earth stage. They're in, they're in the heavenlies where we can't even see. We're not there. We don't see those. There's all kind of warring around us. And somebody might say, why is all this going on? What is I mean, this stuff is old. This is ancient stuff. Occasionally, we'll bump into these spirits and get a revelation, but they're always there. When we're gone, as a matter of fact, when we die, we become a part of this. Not saying we'll enter into a war zone, but we become spirits then in a holding pattern, waiting for the earth, the prophecy to be fulfilled with the earth, because we're not done, many of us will return to earth and be a part of the spiritual kingdom that's to be set up that's talked about more than anything. So this stuff is real. It's very, very real. So uh, I'm just letting you all know to please research those scriptures and understand what's going on in the earth realm. Our battle truly is not with people. Truly, we've got to get into the scriptures, find out the prophecies and what's going on, line ourselves up with the prophecies, because in the end, it's all good news. It sounds like it's sad and it's war, 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 but folks, in the end, it's the most amazing news. Many of you lost loved ones. The Bible says they're asleep. If somebody's asleep, that means there's going to come a day they're going to awaken. That, to me, is worth the message right there. The fact that we're going to see our loved ones again. This is the message we preach. That the, those that are dead in Christ are asleep. They're going to live again. They're going to walk with the Father. There is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Corruption is going to end. This thing can't keep going the way it's going. And I know how this sounds, pie in the sky, spooky. But, folks, I've seen enough of the spirit realm to know that the rest is real. Everything ain't put in the Bible. How the new Jerusalem is going to be set up, what are we going to be doing, we just know that there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth on this planet. This planet, this soil, is going to see redemption. I promise you, all of my research has led me to this belief. Everything will be restored. You're going to die soon. Not soon, but hopefully some of y'all live to be 120. But I don't know how close you are to 120. Hopefully you live that long, but no matter if you're 30 years old, it's still not a long time. Sooner or later, you're going to meet your maker. 
you're going to pass on. And we need to know it's not as traumatic as people put it out to be. We're going to be with the saints. We're going to be with our loved ones that have passed in Christ. We're going to be. And remember, I read in, uh, early on, Romans 2, how there are people that don't know anything about the love of Christ, God. They were Gentiles, and they didn't know any law, but they made it by their conscience, by staying true to their conscience, by staying true to their conscience, by staying true to their conscience. So when you don't know what translation, you don't know who to listen to, you don't know what to listen to, remember, remember this, my brother, my sister. Stay true to that deeper inner voice. In Romans 2, the Bible says that the Gentiles lived better than those that had the law because they lived true to their conscience. So we don't know who to trust, what to believe. Follow. I hate to say these words. I never thought I would say these words, but i got to say it according to Romans 2. If nothing else, you don't know who to believe, what to believe. You that messed up in the head, religiously wise speaking. You don't know what book to believe in, be Christian, Muslim, and you're confused. The Bible said that the Gentiles didn't have none of that, and they lived, they kept the law better than the people with the law by keeping the inner law. So that's what I leave you with tonight. And I can't believe I'm saying this, cause, but somebody must need it. But what do you do? I mean, there's so much debate. Y'all just heard the gentleman, very sharp gentleman. He didn't see things our way. I mean, what do you think? Is the most I going to throw him in the lake of fire? We got to be real. We got to be real. Some of this stuff, we just everybody want to throw everybody in hell in the lake of fire. I mean, do you really have it like that that you can judge people like that? Of course, I say, if you know the scriptures, follow the scriptures. Because some people will make it that way. But the bottom line is, we all better be true to our conscience and what we know is right. Listen, thank you for listening to Five Smooth Songs. I will see you all on hopefully next or this coming Saturday where we have the International Israelite Forum talking to the, the true house of David. So we'll see you then. We'll see you then. Shalom, Israel. Awake, Zion. Awake, you mighty army, you mighty family. Awake, Zion. Put on thy strength. Put on thy strength. Let's establish that he's Israel's king. So with Matthew 1 and 1 and on the 117, and this is set live. Uh, remember, everyone, that is a recorded, recorded, pre-recorded show. Thank you for tuning in. Though he didn't do it in the physical, he brought a new covenant, the frigum in the spiritual. And after some time, wise men from the east came looking for the newborn king in the streets. I know some of you dudes may cruise a forerunner, but Christ had to do to use as a forerunner. Your promoter don't cut it like John the Baptist. You need publicity stunts, so you dating an actress. A real king got somebody bringing the news that his kingdom's at hand and they ain't fit to lace up his shoes. So tell me, who's anointing all these so-called kings? They all self-proclaimed in Maine. That's a dangerous thing. What? Yeah. Okay. 
see, uh, there's a lot of cats going around talking about they the king, you know what I'm saying? King of this, the king of that. Well, I think we need to get this straight. There's only one true king. Hey, Flame, come help your boy out, man. Let's get into this one, man. Yo, who the real king? He was raised up in Nazareth and raised on a scissor. Never got drunk, got Isaiah 9, that's the wizard, he's the real king and it don't matter, a king's a real shepherd dog, asking people favor y'all, got a self-seeking player all about the paper dog, call him the Messiah, anointed one to save you bro, call him on the humble but you'll see him rain later, he self-proclaimed king bragging cause they on chrome, but 26 inches is a pretty low throne, like kids playing in their daddy's clothes but he's Jacob to Judas, ooh, jewelry cause it's 